Can you be quiet, please? Thank you. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live. There's local politics, bud. I don't care about the weather. I can't control the weather. Don't want to talk about the weather. Sustained effort and violence. No, please. No, please. Everyone be quiet. Was that supposed to be funny? I got a little taco meat on my chest. Cool. Neat story. I want to shake his hand. 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 Let's get to pumping. Now live from the Pirate Radio Studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock. All right, welcome in to a free beer Friday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Clip Brock here inside the Pirate Radio Studios. A packed day in Greenville, North Carolina. Graduation going on. It was a hot one. Now it is a rainy one. A little bit of everything on this Friday in Greenville, North Carolina. Thanks for tuning in today on Pirate Radio 92.7 FM in Greenville, 104.1 in Washington. We're on 1250-930. You can find us online, pr927fm.com. And be a part of today's show by watching us on Facebook Live, chiming in there, and also on YouTube at Pirate Radio TV. You can watch each and every live edition of Pirate Radio Live there, the Brian Bailey Show, and all of our video content right there at YouTube on Pirate Radio TV. Shirley Rhodes is here producing, as is CJ Schaefer, Chandler Honeycutt in studio, and the boss is here on a Friday, Troy D, alongside. Hello, gentlemen. What's up, Clipper? Right when you thought Thursday was the new Friday. Maybe Friday is the new Friday. Friday's the old Friday. Uh, speaking of videos, awesome video we put out last night. Glenn Griffin did a great job on it, promoting the Pirate Radio football kickoff party, which is back this year, Troy D, in a new location, and it's going gonna, it's gonna to be awesome. Yeah, September 1st. It'll be the Thursday night before kickoff of ECUNC State to open up the football season this year. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Doors will open at 7 at the State Theater. New venue. Venue change this year. We've got a lot of uh, other exciting announcements. We'll be uh, featuring the entertainment coming up in the coming weeks and some other news and notes concerning this. That'll be some new changes and uh, some positive things going on for the community concerning this party. So uh, go ahead and save the date, though. September 1st, that night, Thursday night, here in Greenville, North Carolina. The Pirate Radio Football Kickoff Party returns, and we'd love to see you all there gonna be awesome and uh looking forward to it been a bit of a hiatus there so uh, glad to have that back coming up this uh late august on into september september 1st actually uh coming up later this calendar year all right so coming up on today's show we'll have our nfl uh, hour with tony dunn we'll also talk some nhl because tony was at game two of the hurricanes series uh, with the boston bruins and the canes are up two nothing so we'll talk a little hockey we'll also recap the panthers draft and talk about some nfl news and notes going on this week with tony dunn in hour number two and you, you mentioned the video we put out there last night if folks haven't had a chance to see it, it's on all social media platforms really cool almost like a mini movie if you will probably the best video i will say pirate radio has ever done and we've done a lot of cool videos that we have yeah uh coming up at anything else my kids that? giggled at your part good they like the fat stinky part that's always funny yeah so you're Never the 14 fails. year olds are uh, right in your wheelhouse that's my yeah <laughs> it's your demo that's my demo yeah <laughs> morgan aylers joins us at five o'clock brian north also in the five o'clock hour and a new free beer Friday giveaway today. Some Margaritaville Tropical Punch. Oh, man, this looks good. It's uh, the paradise you can taste by simply opening a bottle of the all-new Margaritaville Tropical Punch. You got mango, peach, paradise, strawberry, daiquiri, beach, breezy, and uh, 
margaritaville tropical punch vacation is one sip away you know clip last week we were reminiscing about bartles and james kind of the the leaders in the 80s of the what would you call that the wine cooler back then this is like a modern day kind of wine cooler bartles and james this this margaritaville um beach breezy drink is this a jimmy buffett special it's this is right in my wheelhouse right here clip variety pack you get a 12 uh pack and they are four percent alcohol how have i not been able to sample this product already we're giving it to our listeners before we even give it to ourselves you can tell us how it is yes when you is, win uh, it. i mean this looks great though doesn't that look like a great drink for summertime yeah by uh, the pool or beach very tasty so uh yeah. that's a uh, a big gift on the line today yeah it is for you folks uh coming up in hour number three of today's show all right um we're missing somebody yeah so yesterday on the show Steel. must be present to win was this his plan all along in fact, we were kind of joking it's raining like should we get mully in this uh first of all we didn't have anything planned and troy you were like we should do a derby pool kind of it was organic i just felt a i used to be in a derby pool a long time ago i'm not in anymore i was like well why can't we do one then we joked about how we've done pools in the past mike mullis was involved in our master's pool that was haywire an absolute disaster broke up a friendship train wreck a lot happened and we I should j- say Mully lost the pool, which is part of the problem. Yes. Uh, we joked, hey, he would have been fine. should we get Mully in this pool? Kind of joking. Another pool he could lose. And then he called in and was like, yeah, I'll do it. Yeah. And he said he would show up. Yeah. And you said he had to be here Must to be, be a part of it. Yes. We're not doing this over the phone. I have not heard hide nor hair yeah. of him. All today. talk, no action. Wow. So maybe you're right, Chandler. Maybe this was a setup. You think I'm going to be in a pool with you clowns? <laughs> Hey, y'all, y'all yeah. really thought yeah. I was gonna be there. Yeah. Well, Jokes this, on if you. this was his plan, wow, he de- how, he definitely got me. How <laughs> how will we move on without him easily? <laughs> All right, so um, here's the deal. So who's involved? Is right, Shirley involved? All right, so here's the deal. If you're just listening, we're gonna do a Kentucky Derby pool. I am the commissioner of this pool, so this way we're gonna make sure none of the shenanigans that happened. Clip. I'm not gonna blame anybody, but I'm gonna try and keep this thing a little more structured if you will i'll be the commissioner i did appoint a late announcement perhaps you saw the press release earlier today chandler honeycutt has been what did you call chandler honeycutt (laughs) has been appointed assistant commissioner yikes uh is that because you didn't want to do any manual labor with this clip yes all good commissioners have associate commissioners He's got to work his way up to associate commissioner. He is assistant commissioner right now. <laughs> so who's your associate commissioner? Well, he he has the he's in the driver's seat if he can do a good job. And we'll talk about that. Maybe he'll get a promotion next year. All right, all right. Then we have you in it, Clip, as a host. I do want you to participate. Sure. Shirley has the option as producer. Would you like to be in this, Shirley? Your choice. There is a financial commitment. Okay. She gave a thumbs up. All right. Up. So Shirley is in. And then we're off. Good. That's four people all right no i'm just kidding <laughs> cj good. would you like to participate our master's yes, I champion would like to participate. all right the, the reigning pool the reigning pirate radio pool champion defending my crown yeah cj schaefer all right so there would be five of us okay the way we do it is there's all right so if all goes well let's say no horses scratch there's 20 horses set up to be in the derby uh we always draw for the stall location so it's like a blind draw and we'll there's numbers one through 20 We'll draw those numbers in a rotation, and whatever number you get. So if you get number four, you get the horse that's in stall four. Yep. So since there's five of us, 
if my math is correct, we'll all end up with four numbers. Good math. So then you'll have four horses. Whosoever horse wins, it's winner take all. And we talked yesterday, and I'm, I'm open to suggestions on this. There was a, uh, I said, how much would you guys like to put in? And there was a suggestion that 10 bucks be the amount. I'm willing to go up to 20 Big spender. So if we, if we did 20 it would be a $100 pool. If we did 10 it would be 50 You what, are good at math. What would you guys like to do? I'm going to defer to my fellow police on this. I have no preference. You said 10, Chandler. I did say 10. All right. Uh, because that's just what we did in the in the master's okay. pool. CJ, my vote is ten. That feels 10? like a good default number. Okay, that's all right, fine. then let's let's keep it ten dollars. That's fine. Uh, I, I'm not some type of, you know, um, dictator ruler here. That's you know, gonna bark down orders. I, I beg to differ. <laughs> I'm a I'm a um, heart led leader here. I don't think you've made any rules in this thing. You've just asked us what the rules should be. All right, Molly. <laughs> No, I'm, I'm being serious. Is that supposed to be funny? No, I'm being serious. The like, rules. Oh, I just said the rules. We're gonna do. A, I'm gonna do a blind draw. A, a, a rule. A rule is a rule that you said and, <laughs> that you, you, and you follow the rule. Yeah. And sometimes you, you go by the rules. Um, a little bit. For sure. Um, for sure. <laughs> Wait, before you get started, how did Chandler do at his job? So I did it as assistant commissioner. I've been very busy working with clients and uh, helping to get some business done today. And uh, I knew I was going to have some obligations before I came in. So I said, Chandler, as assistant commissioner, we are going to be drawing for these 20, what do you call it, slots? Posts. Posts, yes. I said, could you help me with the, usually Ellerby is the wizard at this, you know, with the, the numbers on the piece of paper and then cutting them up and folding Ellerby's busy too the wizard could you assist and have <laughs> it takes a real you need to go to school at least four years to be able to write can, numbers can you do go one through 20 out. and then cut them and then fold them so we can then draw so that yeah. we don't you know and i was glad to accept the, the the job i was thinking on the way in oh yeah i need to do that i walk in and what did i say oh wow chandler's on See, it i did think ahead as commissioner that we don't we need that i didn't want to wait till showtime and go oh gosh we haven't credit credit to troy yeah credit to troy so uh it got done the job you asked for it, got done it did get done all right any feedback poorly <laughs> <laughs> but it did get done he did complete the task uh, we we were but, just we were just about ready to get the thing started and you just had to go how did he do because i, I want to <laughs> talk about this i wasn't going to go there you already went there. Yeah, I had to he already went it. there. Well, if you, I don't want to get into it. I'll show once we draw these numbers because I don't want to. I'll go ahead and say it because I mean there is some that are very small, but to the point that where it's there's a, a couple problem? pieces of paper that are so small I'm going to need tweezers to pull them out of this cup. I don't know about that. <laughs> I, I, I and and the the biggest thing you could do is not delineate from your six and your nine. That's and Cliff, a big word. I, thank you. I showed you the six and nine. You could have an argument, which is a six, which is a nine. And I'm yeah. trying. What I'm trying to do is avoid all potential conflicts and all arguments. At the time, we thought Molly was going to come in here. He could be confrontational, as you know. He looks for stuff like this. <laughs> no, this is six. No, it's nine. And then we'd have an argument. <laughs> I said, which one's which? So I pulled them all out. I got the six and nine. I asked Chandler, which one is which? He said, well. Uh, th- this one has a little straighter line to it, so this is the nine. So then I wrote really? nine on it. Are you it. serious right now? 
<laughs> and then I wrote six on the other. I had so to had sit to... through y'all's commissioner's meeting about these stupid numbers. <laughs> so we got that so straight. I thought everybody should have to hear. It wasn't much of a meeting because I just sat there and listened to you. I didn't really have any I feedback. did not yell at you, Chandler. Don't get so defensive. It's just a teachable oh. moment. It was I called coaching. Yeah. I, you only didn't. yell at one of our employees. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> By the way, Ellerby says, breaking news, the Kentucky Derby has already finished. <laughs> Damn it, we missed it. You did say you have an hour to kill, by the way. I know. So yeah. In my defense. We're stretching uh, it. Yeah. Oh, no. So, uh, no, so you did do the job, and I appreciate that, Chandler. Yeah. And well, I, um, I appreciate You have not offer. been relieved of your assistant commissioner duties. That is an <laughs> important you, role. Jesus. Because if something <laughs> was to happen <laughs> to the main commissioner. We've got a visitor. I've been sitting here shaking oh, the whole time. Oh, sorry, via phone. Uh, well, Ah, okay. If something was to happen to the commissioner, your role then is to step up as the commissioner. Right. All right. So this is an important role. All right. We got to head out to the Pirate Radio live we, line. We shamed him to call in. I'm assuming this is Mike Mullis. Uh, Mully, what's up? Uh, yeah. No, I actually, we, you know, with the weather coming in, I had a little, uh, a little distraction that I needed to address, but I did not want to miss this for the world. What? Were you in the weather center reporting on this or something? What's going on? Uh. No, some of us uh, want to go get our kids so they don't have to get stranded trying to walk from the bus to the house in an absolute deluge. Okay. Deluge. All right. Did you get them home? Are they home? I'm almost at the school. I'm almost at the school now. Oh, okay. I was going to say if you pick them up and then come to the studio. Too far away? Uh, yeah. All right. Yeah, it'd be a little bit of a run. All right. Under those circumstances, as commissioner, I did say must be present to win. I am willing to let Mike Mullis participate via phone, but it is going to mess up our numbers here because we've got it's five people right now, <coughs> four clean stall uh, posts. How do you do it with six then? Well, if we're going to do this, I'm not just a, take my name out of it. That would be one way. If Shirley wants to stay in, you would just do eighteen and take the highest finish amongst our horses. Oh, okay. So either one, either one of right, those. Shirley, your call. I'm not forcing you out, by the way, for for the record. If you don't want to participate, I'll replace Mullis. I'm fine either way. All so right. if okay. it makes it easier for you. Make a decision, you, Commissioner. All yeah, right. Commissioner. All right, we'll put Mullis. Or either in. let the assistant commissioner handle this. I can't wait to boo the decision. Let's have a meeting right quick. All right. <laughs> All right, I say we just you know have Shirley get out and we'll put Molly in. All right, that's what I was leaning towards too. So yeah. Shirley was okay with that. All right, all right, ready. The ruling is I'll have in. Your decision. Uh, Molly will replace Shirley in the first ever Pirate Radio Kentucky Derby pool nah. live. This is the first one. Nah, I've done more, but yeah. Shirley probably had. Shirley, I need a call to the post to get me in the mood here. Can you put me in the mood? Wow! Wow! Gets my juices going right there for us. Shirley, I need a song sung by the late, great Dr. Randy Parker to get my juices going. From ECU, Dr. Randy Parker. The sun shines bright on my old Kentucky home. Tis summer, the children are glad. The young folks roll cabin floor in my old Kentucky home far away. Is that enough? How All right. That? Yeah, that is outstanding. That's what I needed there. All right. Turn that down, CJ. 
Molly, still there? Yeah, yeah. Do you have walk-up music you want to play? <laughs> no, no, no. Can we get on with it? <laughs> this is the pre. This is like draft starts this is at like three. The Super Bowl, man. Did they just play the Super Bowl or do they have a pregame for a? It really level? starts at like three forty-seven. Though. Yes, this is our pregame. Well, uh, I, I'm just trying to think of the rest of the listeners uh, out there that, that they've probably had enough of the lead-up. What they really want to hear is Troy draw names out of a cup. That's what they're all well, here Well, they're going to be numbers clip. So, Very small numbers. Explain to me again. This is big. Oh, boy. Well, hold on, Molly. Let me ask you this. Would you like to know the rules of the pool? <laughs> well, I just have one question. Troy will be picking the number that you get associates with your Post yes. Correct. Correct. Yes. Correct. Why, why wouldn't you just have the jockey's number, Molly? What? If you want to be commissioner and do your own pool, you can do that. But in the pirate radio pool, we're going to be drawing the post number. Who the hell does a pool with a jockey's, a jockey's number? Number. Who knows a jockey's number? I don't even know they wore numbers. It's listed. It's like public knowledge. Like oh. <laughs> because. <laughs> Because post is way easier. That's why. Because we're going by the horse, not the jockey. So here's what's going to happen now. You're going to have your horse finish, and you're going to have to figure out what post they're in relative to what their number is. I printed out lists for everybody. Uh, As soon as we do this, I'll tell you what your horses are immediately. If you were here, you would have it. Yeah, you'd have a sheet in front of you that 1 through 20 that correlates with the horses. This This is awfully redundant. Now I know why he lost the other pool clip. I'm starting oh. to understand it. Oh, wow. Molly, I'm screenshotting this list of the post positions and sending it to you. Molly, what, how could it be any easier than that? Seriously. You take the number that's on the back of the jockey. <laughs> this ain't about the jockey. It's about the horse, Molly. Look. Right when I didn't think, how could he find a way to be <laughs> argumentative? This is incredible. This he is does crazy. it again. It's like this is amazing. How about the last four digits of the owner's social security number? <laughs> I was actually discussing this with a guy at lunch today that you guys are going to use the post position. He's like, why not just use the number of the competitor? I said, well, it makes too much sense. No, you, y'all, you, come on, Molly. Yeah, come on. Molly, uh, good, good, good bit. This is a good bit. I love it. Do you want to? All right. I tell you what, put Charlie back in. (laughs) Oh, you know what? As commissioner of this league, wish granted. (laughs) Oh, wow. Shirley's back in. Shirley's in. in. Molly's out. Molly is out. Oh, my goodness. This is a disaster. What a turn of events. (laughs) This is a disaster. We're preventing a disaster, Assistant Commissioner. You know what? I can't do this anymore. Someone take my Assistant Commissioner job. All right. This is absolute hell on earth. Molly CJ, playing this whole thing. Are you ready and willing to be this Assistant is Commissioner? Crazy. I'm in. You are fired as oh Assistant Commissioner. Oh, my God. And you are hired. This is a decision I will not boo. This is awesome. Uh, All right, y'all got to switch spots. That changes the order. So this is going to Taylor, you got to get out. CJ's got to be beside the Commissioner. Yeah, bye. See ya. I'm perfectly fine with this. Chandler. Yes, sir. We will do what the NCAA should have done. We will secede from the union. <laughs> we own uh, Kentucky, Kentucky Derby uh, a poll, whatever, a bet here. Hmm. Uh, and you and I will meet and do it. And, CJ, if you would like to join, surely if you would like to join, 
And then it could just be Clip and Troy. That well, I, you know, I think me and Clip are on the same page. Yeah, and, I mean, and CJ gets it. And Shirley was just being nice to let you in, but we're putting her back in. So you can wow. form your own pool. That's fine. But we're moving on. We're going to have the Outlaw League. <laughs> and you could go, well, you could call it the Jockey League. All right. And you could race jockeys. I'm looking it up personalized golf balls. I got to get Molly some balls. <laughs> <laughs> Molly's going to have a whole golf bag by the time I'm done apologizing. All right. All right. Well, Molly, uh, I guess yeah. uh, we'll talk to you next week. All right. See you, Molly. All right. uh, yeah, good luck with this. I, I still don't understand why you're not. J- I'm literally looking at the list. The program so are we. <laughs> one through 22, but they do not coincide 20. with. W- yeah. So you got 22 jockeys? There's only 20 spots. There are. You're killing me. I, this is this is like playing cards with my children. <laughs> Sorry, it wasn't funny. <laughs> It's about the horse. Go fish. It doesn't matter who the jockey is. It doesn't matter who the team owner is. It only matters what horse. And we're going to go, instead of drawing horses, we're drawing stall numbers. Post numbers. <coughs> Molly, uh, we were glad to have you for a moment in this pool. Thank you. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. All right, do I need to pick anybody else's kids up? Because uh, I'm waiting on Toto and the Wizard. It is terrible out here right now. Stay safe. Uh, yeah, if your kid needs a ride, just hop in with Mully. He's got you. <laughs> yeah, but can we, he participate in the pool instead? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Mully. Yeah, no, I wouldn't, I wouldn't allow him. See you guys. Bye. <laughs> I see you. What a turn <laughs> so, of events. Wow, I did not see that one coming. We knew that there would be some type of hiccup. And what I was trying to explain with the rules is the reason we're doing post numbers is if you get post four clip, but your horse somehow scratches between now and the Kentucky Derby, you then that's just a, you're down to three horses. I gotta say this is a lot of drama to have before. I think as a commissioner you're doing a terrible job. It's been 22 minutes. Control. I I did. I kicked him out of the the league. <laughs> and you fired your assistant. Well, he couldn't handle it. He was having a meltdown. <laughs> and I, I can't have weakness up here. This is I'm amazing. the only one staying strong. And I give you credit, Clip. You've been pretty much. I consistent. just had so much confidence that this would go a lot damn better than that Masters pool. <laughs> <laughs> this hasn't even happened yet. What are you talking about? This pool's going to go run fantastic. That's the and thing. When, it hasn't even happened well, yet. Because if first of all, with a weak leadership like that, it won't. That's why you've been replaced. And you could barely get me the numbers right. Oh, here we go. Yeah, uh, let's talk go. about them. CJ, would you have been able to do that as the way we needed it done? Yeah, in two minutes. Thank you. Wow. Uh, Redbeard did a 180 here. First, he said, I'm with Mully. and get on with it. And then he said, if the NFL draft was like this, I'd watch it 24 hours a day. <laughs> Never seen a commissioner fired live on TV or radio before. So a lot has happened. Well, I wasn't fired. We fired Mully from as a participant, and we fired an assistant commissioner. By the way, the uh, folks, we need to take a break. All right. When we come back, Clip, <laughs> it's the moment you've all been waiting for. Yeah. We're actually going to... Since could go, the start of the show. What could go wrong? <laughs> we're going to draw the numbers, and we're going to find out our post position, and, our, and we'll run down the horse names, because I love the horse names this year. All right. And we'll go by, and we'll give you the odds. And uh, we'll do the actual drawing in the pool when we return, Clip. Will everybody still be in this pool by the time we get back? A lot could happen in the next four minutes. Will anybody still be listening by the time we come back from this break? (laughs) We're back with you after this.
You're listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local. Print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at universitysportswearenc.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Vacation spots are right here in your very own backyard. Take a trip to a state park and enjoy traditional camping, RV space, and also air-conditioned cabins that can be rented with Wi-Fi. If you're by a lake, be sure to check out the opportunities to rent a canoe or kayak and get out on the water. Your next adventure is right around the corner. For more information, please visit ncstateparks.gov. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here is your host, Cliff Brock. All right, back with you here, Friday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Kentucky Derby coming up Saturday, and at 3 o'clock, we were going to have our Kentucky Derby pool drawing, and it is 329, and not one number has been drawn. I'm exhausted. This drama has been taking a lot out of me, Clip, as commissioner. We've already had, in case you're tuning in late, <laughs> we've already had a a player in the pool removed. We've had an assistant commissioner fired. <laughs> Look at Troy's I paper. Had, He's got <laughs> everything marked out. We had a bunch we've of names had the marked changed. out. <laughs> Because we're going by, when we do the pool, which hopefully will be momentarily, uh, we're going to go in order, and we're going to go one at a time. It'll be me, and then it's the assistant commissioner, was Chancellor. Now, CJ, you get this. I'm going to draw second for you. Clip is third, Shirley, and now Chandler will move to the last post to be drawn. Does anyone even care? So are, is Chandler the last post, or are we going by his jockey underwear number? It, uh, <laughs> Wait, does anyone even, really care? I've never even heard. Who does a pool by jockey numbers? Who are these that's guys be Mully the, talks to at lunch? That's got to be the dumbest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> Come on. I've not, How did that sound, that lunch, you think? He is talking in a mirror. Well, see, the thing is, is that he assumed that we were going to do this. So he, was, he told the guys and said, they're probably going to have go by post. And I guess, I mean, those guys were like, well, why don't they do the jockey number? <laughs> Who does that? I've never heard that before. Yeah. Look, I, admittedly, I'm not a big horse guy. Yeah. Never heard the jockey number thing before. <laughs> but anyway, uh, do we have a solid five now? I feel we're confident here. All right. It's a quality yeah. starting five. We've got five. I mean, are we ready to go we're at this ready. point? Yes. Are we about to do this? I think so. I yeah. don't, All I right, don't, here we go. Let's call the post, Shirley. Let's get it. Let's get an official. <laughs> Give me a clean one. <clears throat> all right here we go clip all right uh as commissioner of the 2022 pirate radio kentucky derby pool i announced this year's pool open and with the first pick in the 2022 pool troy dreyfus receives post number see this good thing i did this chandler I would have said nine, but since I did this ahead of time and checked, it is actually post six. Okay. Because the six and nines get mixed up. See how that could have been confusing? Now you have, I believe, I'm going to pronounce this Messier, as in Mark Messier. It could be Messier, but I believe it's Messier. Yeah. And this horse is eight to one. I believe the third highest odds to win the Kentucky Derby. Oh, and we did decide everyone's putting 10 bucks in, so there's 50 bucks at stake here. Correct. Payable Monday, correct? Yep. Everybody needs to pay Monday. All right, with the second pick, CJ gets post number 11. That, of course, is Pioneer of Medina. Of course. 30 to 1 odds. Knew that off the top of his head. To win, it is uh, trained by Todd Pletcher. And, oh, I like the uh, jockey's name, Joe Bravo. What number is that jockey? 
Do not have the jockey's <laughs> number on this sheet. Okay. That's because nobody cares about nope, jockey numbers. It's never listed. I've never heard of that before in my life. That's not a thing. All right, Clip, you get the third post pick here. Oh, once again, good thing we delineated between the sixes and the nines because you, my friend, are post nine. Well, some say I'm the bomb. I got tis the bomb. <laughs> tis the bomb. Read by Brian, rode by Brian Hernandez Jr. Right. 30 to 1 odds. That's a cool name. Cool, like neat that. name. <laughs> Tis the bomb. Shirley, you're up next. You ready, girl? She looks fired up. I mean, get on with it. Get it, girl. Your post number 16. 16 is Cyber Knife. Cyber Knife. When Shirley sends those angry emails to you, it's like a cyber knife through your side. <laughs> 20 to 1 odds. Read by road. Why do I keep red? Road ridden, ridden by, ridden by Florent Giroux. After the race, they would have been rode by. All right, yeah, and put up with. <laughs> we finally get to fired assistant commissioner. Yeah, can you handle still being in the pool? <laughs> yeah, you gonna behave yourself? Yes. Okay, I don't need some meltdown by you again. No, I'm good. All right, I've already had a situation earlier. What's my number? <laughs> What's his last name? <clears throat> Hunicoot. <laughs> All right, here the fired assistant commissioner. Honeycutt gets eight. Post eight. Exact oh, charge it. I thought that was um Barber Road. Uh Clip is doing the honors with the horses. That is charge it. Charge it to the game. Led Charge it to my tab. Written by Luis Saez. By the way, I think it shows a lot of character to be fired and to stick around <laughs> and be a part of the pool okay credit to you i just right. wanted to give myself credit credit to your character can i take your hand and pat it on your back <laughs> <laughs> sure why not <laughs> all right here we go back to me uh as we do another round here we'll all have four horses four horses post number three for troy d three epicenter Seven to two odds. So Troy getting some good odds numbers here with his horses. All right, like it. I would say has the early advantage. Okay. Uh, here we're back to uh, CJ, assistant commissioner now. Right. Remember, CJ, if something was to happen to your commissioner, me, and I cannot fulfill my roles as commissioner, you will then have to step up as the commi acting commissioner. The AC. No corruptness uh, here. Post number seven. Number seven is Crown Pride. 20 to 1 odds. Uh, the trainer for that horse is Koichi Shinatani. This is a good way to get to know your horses, Clip. Know your horses. Because this is the first time I've really looked at this stuff. All right, Clip. Hold your horses. You are your second post. 14. Post 14. There it is. Barber Road. Named after oh. a road in Lenore County. It's uh, the one of the owners. Went to North Lenore High School. Trained by John Ortiz. And it will be ridden by Relu Gutierrez. And he's an Eastern North Carolina legend. And Barber Road is an Eastern North Carolina legend. All right. What a, what a story that could We'll be. talk to Brian North coming up at 5 o'clock more about Barber Road. All right, Shirley, you've got post 10 next. And this is the favorite, Zandon. Oh, trained, you are welcome, Shirley. Trained by Chad Brown. Flavian Pratt will ride the horse 3-1. to one to win the Kentucky Derby. So Shirley has the favorite. Uh, how about a thank you, Shirley? 
Uh, thanks. All right, you're welcome. All right, uh, Chandler. So Chandler wrote Back the to the bottom of the rotation. Damn right I did. <laughs> I cut him, too. So small, I can barely read this. <laughs> now I can't even tell. Is this 19? Is it 15? God, oh, dude. It's so sloppy. Look look at this guy. What is that? You, hey. 13? We have had how many <laughs> picks now? And no, you we finally have a, have a complaint? We have our first number issue. I'm not a commissioner, so you guys. Let me see. What is that? I'm just in the pool. What you cannot that? tell that that's 15? That is very sloppy 15. Very sloppy. This is why you're no longer assistant and commissioner. And I'm, you know Basically what? And this right is here. why I'm glad I'm not the assistant commissioner anymore. You can't handle being assistant commissioner. Who gets this horse? Oh, 15. Where were we? Chandler. Okay, Chandler, you have White Abario. All right, I'm going to leave this here just to make sure this 10 to 1 odds. So, not bad. All right. He's still salty over. Round three. <laughs> All right, back to me. You um, look a little salty. <laughs> Thank you, Captain Bill. 19, post-19. Zozos. Huh. Read by, written by Manny Franco. 20 to 1 odds to win the Kentucky Derby. Coming up Saturday. All right. Uh, CJ, back to you. Post-13. 13. 13 is Simplification. Mm. Jose Ortiz will be upon that beautiful stallion. Oh, I was wondering what he was doing since he quit playing baseball. It's <laughs> uh, twenty to one odds, CJ. They call him. Uh, they call him Little Poppy because he is a little fellow. Little Does anyone really care? That is funny, yes. right there, Little Papino. Uh, you think Molly's still listening? Just steaming like that should be my horse. This is the dumbest this thing. Is, I can't believe you're still doing this. What kind of idiot would listen to this? As he listens to it. <laughs> Clip. Your post twenty. Post twenty. Not the best post, but how's the horse? You're talking about Ethereal Road? Oh, I got two roads. Two roads wow. don't make a right. <laughs> 30 to 1 odds. I don't like this horse at all. I think this road is in Chicago. This is a dead end <laughs> road right here. Can I trade? Can I'm not trades? so sure about that one, but you never know. All right, uh, Shirley, we're back to you. You're at post four. Summer is tomorrow. Summer is tomorrow. Oh, sorry, 30 to 1. So I, t- I said earlier today that I feel like Troy would like this horse. Summer is tomorrow. Huh. Yeah. So I like the name. Mm-hmm. You're a big summer guy. Summertime's calling me. I am Chandler. Oh, wow. This sounds great. Is it post number one? Mo Donegal. 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 10 to 1. Not bad. Come on, baby. Although, isn't it hard for a horse to win that close to the. But I, I would think, yes. I think, like, kind of like the 7 8, where the angle is better, is a little bit easier to come out of. But 10 to 1, pretty good numbers. Yeah. I don't think you want to be strictly on the inside and, and, you, and be too far out hurts you, too. Right. You want to kind of be remembering what Randy Parker used to tell me. I feel like this has been answered, and it might be a stupid question, but how do they determine the post? Uh, I do. I do believe they do a blind. They draw. do just like this. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> this is very similar to how they do it. That is stupid. Yeah. <laughs> Even the Kentucky Derby. We were talking at high jockey numbers. <laughs> me, I, I was talking to Bob Baffert at lunch. Yeah, today. me and Bob were talking at lunch, and I told him that that's how they did it. They said, "Really? They should just do the jockey number." <laughs> Lowest jockey number goes first. <laughs> he picks the stall. Yeah, they do this uh, in a room. Just yeah, like we do, Jim. Very similar, without the entertainment value. That's right. Yes. I wonder how many commissioners they had fired during their post draw. You'd be surprised. They had people like Chandler and Mullis, probably quite a few. Wow. Mm. Uh, all right. <laughs> We're back 
to me for my final post and my final horse 18 that would be tony port 30 to 1 odds ricardo santana jr will be on that horse. Ricardo. love his music big fan big fan all right cj post number z excuse me oh is that a two that's a two. Is that supposed to be a two i worry about you Troy. post two you're right really, that I is really... the weirdest looking two i've ever seen i've inherited fired assistant commissioner's numbers here <laughs> that would be uh i like this horse because it reminds me well it is the name of a song by the who happy jack happy jack which you listened to today i did oh nice little tune nice little ditty clip this is your uh last horse here i guess i hope it's 12 you're coming out of post five which is a good post mm. smile happy 20 to 1 to win the derby all right i don't think i had a great draw here uh surely this is going to be your last horse and you're coming out of uh post 12 uh taiba t-a-i-b-a taiba taiba tie tie hi hi tie tie hi hi 12 to 1 shirley shirley's got good odds she's got a 3 to 1 she's got a 12 to 1 uh so she's looking pretty good and shirley who put you back in this thing the commissioner did that's right welcome back and and now you'll probably win troy just letting you know could have been molly that won but no hashtag thank you troy and the final post here chandler 17 classic causeway 30 to 1 odds for the channel that, that's my horse baby all right so the horses are in highest odds uh coming out of the 10 post zandon three to one shirley has that horse seven to two and eight to one troy has epicenter and messier so you've got two that are picked to do well coming up on saturday and uh the rest of us are just screwed all right so here's the deal if a horse scratches once again just to be clear that's you just lose that horse at this point you get the post right yeah yeah so like i've got post there's no horse in the post who's got post four all right so surely has post four summer is tomorrow if summer is tomorrow scratches or doesn't run you just lose that horse then you're down to three yeah okay just want to clarify yeah don't need want, to get all the rules out there yeah i don't want there to be a now a what, moly situation on one day if a horse wins and then we learn that there's been some funny business yeah. i think that needs to be resolved by showtime monday what do you mean like if the the horse wins saturday and there's no dispute by the time we go on the air monday then it is what it is so what if like, there's so if there's a dispute Tuesday? Too, too late. Once we once the money pays out, it's done, and the money pays out Monday. All right. Yeah. So they've got two days to decide whether it's uh, fine, official or not. If it happens after Monday, we can't wait forever. Okay. So we'll we'll pay on Monday, and I'll give it to three o'clock Monday. If there's no if there's no dispute at that point, then we'll call it for our pool. All right. And then if something happens a week from Monday, well, it's already paid out. What it, What's done is done. Sounds good. Chandler, are you going to be in the uh, outlaw pool with Molly? I want to hear how that goes. If, I, if I'm if i officially invited by Mike Mullis to anything, <laughs> that's a big deal. I'm going. All right. Well, I, I want to hear about that one, too. 
Uh, but this one's in. All right, Kamish. We got through the uh, we did the draw. That was very smooth right there. It took us th- 44 minutes. Well, I think once you get the right players in the pool, this thing can run like clockwork. Yeah. When you have you know an outlier sometimes that wants to instigate, that's where your problems lie, as you've seen in the past and currently. <laughs> I don't think there's a problem with our pool. I think sometimes there's a problem with a pool player. Hmm. Maybe it's not us. Maybe it's you. (laughs) All right. We are in. Good stuff. All right. We'll take a timeout. Come back. We'll wrap up hour number one. You going to stick around? I'll stick around. All right. We'll wrap up hour one. Pirate Radio Live. More to go uh, when we return after this. You're listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local. Print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at universitysportswearenc.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Need some beer for the weekend? The Jarvis Street Bottle Shop near Christie's Europub is a specialty shop selling craft, domestic, and import brews along with wine and growlers. The bone sh- uh, excuse me, the Bottle Shop offers monthly beer and wine tastings featuring rotating North Carolina craft breweries along with live music and discounts. Stop by Tuesday through Sunday or check out the Jarvis Street Bottle Shop on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here's your host, Clip Rock. Back with you on Pirate Radio Live here on a free beer Friday. we got a 12-pack of Margaritaville Tropical Punch that you can win in hour number three of today's show. Uh, another pool done here at Pirate Radio, and once again, relationships have been ruined because of it. Not really. I think everything's been great. Chandler, how do you feel? That's fine. Look, people I, get hired, people get fired. Yeah. Why are you trying to create extra <laughs> Look, drama you know, here? Dude. Look at you being an instigator. Think about the NFL and how many firings go on and the relationships that stay in, yeah. intact. We'll recycle him somewhere else. How about the ones that don't stay intact? And those don't matter. Okay. Clip, not we, we, we don't follow in those footsteps. Not everyone's cut out to be assistant commissioner, okay? Sometimes he just needs to be a pool player, and that's it. Yeah. Just because you play football doesn't mean you can coach football. Just because you coach football doesn't mean you can be a team owner. Sometimes you just have to know your role, Clip. All right. And I tried to elevate Chandler, and I got burned. So he had a... Has he apologized to you? Yet? No, he hasn't. <laughs> Okay. Still, Wait, what do I apologize for? For burning letting me Troy. down. For him, for him giving you that opportunity. Yeah. And you just ruining it. Correct. But one next man up mentality is what I have, and I would like to thank do my new want- assistant commissioner C.J. Schaefer for stepping up to this role. He didn't short, step up. You short, looked at him and said, "You're hired." Notice, well, Chandler, well, and, Troy, you know what they say. Accepting that opportunity. You know what they say. You always have to be ready. And uh, I was just waiting on the call, and I you're, got the call. You're so full he, he of it. He brought the dude. call to the bullpen. He said, <laughs> "You're he said, full of it." He hey, said, "I want just CJ." Quit talking. No, no. Just he quit said, talking. "He said I want CJ." I stepped up to the plate, hit a home run. Yes, he did. Such a puppet. The and puppet. I, and I appreciate such support a like that. And with that type of leadership, this pool is going to be the greatest pool we've ever had here at Pirate Radio. So, like you said, the relationships are good in here. Yeah. Well, I, can I make a statement? Ways, I would say stronger than that. Can ever. I make a statement? A statement. I just wanted to say this. Now that I've been fired, and I've talked to my attorneys, my lawyers, I, I did what I feel like this is like the Amber Heard Johnny Depp case. Um, 
Did you poop in Troy's Well, I was going to say, you're, you're looking like Amber <laughs> hey, Heard right hey, now because everybody's hey, on Johnny Depp's side. Hey, so. hey, buddy, let me tell you something. Can't wait for you to go back into your uh, <laughs> go back into your office and look on the couch. <laughs> anyway, um, I felt like the work environment was very toxic. What in the commissioner's office? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I um, can see that. I was. I did orders. see that earlier today. Yeah, I was given orders. I thought I fulfilled those orders to the best of my ability. What does that prove? <laughs> what that proves is that I did my job, which was put numbers on a sheet of paper, cut them into squares, and put them in a cup. So what you just did right there shows that I did my job, what? and you found it so... Oh, this Luckily, so, I have so like Superman tweezers. so I can see this. Toxic. So you know what? The firing of Troy Dreyfus, the commissioner of this pool, was a blessing in my life because I got out of a toxic situation good good sounds like you can't handle the role then i can't handle the toxic environment that was of troy joyfus's office and then see how am i and cj enjoy it because when he tells you to do something and then you oh man i can't wait i'm so proud of this Well, i like cj because he's not such a drama queen as a former assistant commissioner and well, he just gets he, the job done well you haven't you haven't had him do anything yet he's done a lot so how do you know he's supported me every step of the way with this pool so yes, far I have. you're doing a wonderful job Troy, uh, that's a nice hat somehow cj cj is such a kiss ass yeah you know what i've got news for you okay you've just been promoted to associate commissioner oh, wow. oh dude pool. let me tell you you were on the fast track my friend cj is the perfect person for you because he's just going to sit there <laughs> sounds, sounds like someone's got sour grapes you, over here, CJ. And is jealous like, of the role you're doing. You're going to say, I want more. Maybe if you had worked a little harder, you would have gotten the sweet grapes. But nope, they're sour. <laughs> yeah. Sorry you're riding the bench while someone else has stepped up and winning the championship. God, y'all are going to love each other. Second wanna... straight pool where CJ, the kiss ass, has worked his way up. It was Mully in the last one. They became best friends for a week. Now he's on Troy's team. I mean, and you should see the guy when Brandon Manning walks in here. Nice shoes. Nice nice face. I got to make up for calling him the worst golfer I've seen. Well, he was the worst of our group. And the worst he's seen. Oh, yeah, true. You haven't seen a lot of golfers. So that was the first he's laid eyes on. Yeah. yeah. He's only seen those four golfers. All right. So, uh, once again, that is why I said all that at the beginning of the segment. So, we could get all y'all angry at one another. Now, yeah, we do love point. content here at Pirate Radio. Yeah. But for the sake of relationships and friendships we might need to, we not need I, to do a pool anymore i think you need to go to the anger management room and like i would take, love to go right now you seem very you're the only one here that's upset and stressed. i, would, I, I feel would fine love. clip seems fine cj's fine shirley's been on her best behavior today what? i don't know what your problem is this entire hour has been content junkie approved this is awesome but obviously you can't handle the stress of being maybe not only assistant commissioner i don't know if you can handle the stress of even being in this pool quite wow. honestly whoa 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 wow whoa I don't think it's really that stressful being in the pool. The thing is, is that I was fired from a position that was given to me today. And uh, well, I, re- I remember how hurt he was when he wasn't on the sug boat. Remember? Yeah. And he took that very personal. Now, so I'm, I'm starting to see a trend here. He get he got very angry over that. Well, got very angry of being relieved of his duties in, in a very public way, we should say, but deservedly so. <laughs> of it is a shame all these have to be out in the public. Yeah, we're sorry, yeah I mean, well, every, everybody business. has to see it. So a lot look, of times that people get fired thing. and it's not broadcast out there on media. It's not on YouTube. It's not on Facebook. It's not on the radio. But 
Chandler, you're in a very public role here, and when things go bad, unfortunately, bad stuff happens publicly. No. And I'm, Chandler, uh, and you your, asked, your girlfriend's here. We're going to bring her in. She has something she needs to tell you right now. <laughs> wow. Wow. Good one, man, Titeo. <laughs> By the way. Oh, well, that's a double joke. Wow. I didn't mean it like that. Um, you asked, well, you seem like the one that's fired up. You know, Because I was fired. I'm the only one in this room that was fired today. True. Yeah. And first of all, the way I was treated. Well, I think you should take the way I was treated learning for doing my job. And you think you're doing something by doing this right here? Now you're creating a mess. I just cleaned up there. A, a mess that you made earlier that Excuse you cleaned me, Chandler, up. Chandler, if you could not speak over the commissioner. Thank you. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. yeah. Hey, uh, Chandler, we're having a commissioner to assistant commissioner talks here. How does it you taste? Calm down. How does it taste? Answer the, that question. The, the adult, How does it taste? Chandler, the adult, hey, you want some salt? The adults hey. are speaking. Hey, the adults are having a conversation here, Chandler. You want some salt? And, hey, hot sauce really goes good with it, I heard. We're going to have to put him at the kids' table. Oh, my God, dude. CJ, what uh, CJ. condiment would you put on Troy's butt <laughs> if you could only choose one? For the rest of your life, you only have one. <laughs> I'm a big fan of barbecue sauce. Or do you sauce. just like it plain? Oh, man. Well, I did answer last week I would use Chick-fil-A sauce as the only yeah. sauce for the rest of my life. And I do have a stock of that at the house. They sell it by the big oh, bottle. Oh, dear. Yep. Okay, you're in yep. luck. Um, yeah, I, I just think you need to relax, Chandler. Things happen. You, it's it's not what happens. It's how you respond. And you responded worse than your job. Well, first of all, let, let's get something straight. I was trying to... I was. There was an attempt to paint me as a sexist earlier this week. <laughs> See, this let me, is let me we're tell you the bottom of this. He's got all this pent up frustration from other shows that I wasn't even a part of. Yeah. No, let me tell you something. This hey. is like an ex girl jilted ex girl. I'm not going to sit here like ten years ago. I'm not going to sit here and be fired on live radio and on live social media, Facebook and YouTube Live, and not tell the people. About the just absolute disrespect well, to my work. Sometimes you're that I sucks. took that I took pride in. Right. That I took pride well, in. I took pride. Well, I'm sure Coach Houston runs practice, and the guys sometimes try and do I a drill, and sometimes they do the drill the wrong job. way, and he's got to get in their face about it. And I say, that's not how we do it here. The standard is the standard, hmm. Chandler. And if you're not able to rise up to the cha- the standard, I'll get a guy that can. Oh yeah, and his name's CJ. Yep. You nice job, t- CJ. Thank Look, you for thank standing. You. Let me tell you something, I appreciate buddy. It. When you should have gave me an application, and on the application it would have said "must kiss ass," and I would have been like, "I don't want this job." Not I don't kiss ass. That's not important. I just need you to do your job, and I let you pass on this. By and the way, and I did my job. What caused you ultimate downfall? Mullis was having his little hissy fit, and you're like, "Oh my God, it's pulls a disaster!" And we hadn't even drawn anything a, yet. Was it not a disaster? No, it's gone perfect. Everyone's got their horses. Everyone's got their. Was numbers. it not a disaster? Absolutely Someone needs not. to be fired because it was a disaster. That's it why was you were fired. <laughs> it was yes, unorganized. That someone is you. <laughs> I am not the commissioner, and oh, I, I, I actually you can't even been, be assistant commissioner. How could you be a commissioner? I should have been the commissioner because you should have been fired, sir. This was this, a disaster, and I will stand by that. If statement. it wasn't for you and Molly, it took thirty minutes having to pick. little hissy well, fits. 44. We could have got this done really quickly. It took forty-four minutes to pick. Oh, excuse me, forty-four. <laughs> Molly with pick. the dumbest idea I've ever heard to do the jockey numbers, which we're all in agreement. You think they boo Roger Goodell? I would have loved to see a crowd boo. And then you. With support of the dumbest idea <laughs> and, and then getting rattled by Molly, who we all know is just trying to instigate stuff. You need to be strong as assistant you commissioner. You fell for it, Chandler. You I mean, weak. you fell for it. That was the litmus test. That's what you were fired for, not these crappy numbers. Hmm. 
I gave you a pass no, you, on that. You, you, you said I said that's next time we need to do better. The ice. You said you, I said no. I said what Lee D told me as a child sometimes. But I'm still I said, I'm Chandler. Still standing by. Back, you were treading on thin ice. Okay, well, I'm still standing then by that the through. environment of the office was toxic. Well, I will stand by that till the day I die. All right. Well, then you don't get to handle it. Toxic pizza. Oh, I'm it's like the I guy that didn't so get pizza. Upset. Remember the pizza incident? You're so upset. Oh, yeah. That, you're like that guy. <laughs> I am that guy, pal. You are I am that, that guy, pal. <laughs> All right. Uh, good, good hour, guys. Yeah. Got a lot done. We need to get uh, Troy on Friday more often. This, this has been great. We need, we, we could do more pools for yeah. different sports. Well, now we're going to have to do the Belmont and the yeah. Preakness. Oh, hell yeah. Triple crack. Can I get a hell yeah? We got uh, the U.S. Open. No, the PGA Championship coming yes. up soon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. We're doing yeah. it all. Can we Can we actually get Mully in that one? Can we, we can attempt to. Uh, I'm not doing your super pools. Uh, you need to go by the sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> I get all the titles, guys. You get. <laughs> help yeah. me out. Yeah, you get a foot joy Nike. guy. Foot joy. Yeah. Uh, all right, Troy yeah. D. Gets how, how would Mully do the NASCAR race? You know. Instead, <laughs> yeah, instead, right. The, the, number, the, names, the number of the car. Who no, makes that's the most too left simple. turns. That's way too simple. Yeah. It'd have to be. By crew chief. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, crew chief. Crew yeah. chief, like yeah. alphabetical order of the last name. All right, today we're going to go by owner's points. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's how everybody does it. Everybody goes by owner's I points. I was talking to some guys at lunch today. That's, uh, <laughs> Who are these guys at lunch he's always talking to? I don't know. Himself, I'm telling you, he talks in the mirror. <laughs> he says, yeah, See, this, this is who I talk to. This lunch is in front of the mirror. <laughs> <laughs> They're the smartest guys in the room. Whoever they are, they hate us. They think we're a bunch of morons. Yeah, and they love Molly. They love some Molly. Yeah, I'm starting to think it is Molly. And I love Molly too. <laughs> All right, um, Troy, we'll see you Monday. Good times. Chandler, sorry you had to be relieved of your duties in a public way, but uh, this is a growing experience for you, and I know you'll get over it. Well, first of and, all, and you'll I, be stronger for it. I will stand by what I said, but I am. I do still appreciate you having the trust in me. Yes, that, that, that one moment I did. But that was, yeah. a, you know, that was a good therapy session. Yeah, we had I'm, our anger management rage room yesterday. I just had, and I really didn't have anything to rage about yesterday, but I got it yeah. out today. That's and, all right. I, and I think it did good for me. And, but uh, and I'm sorry you violated my trust and let me down. But I'm I appreciate CJ being able to be the next man up. All right, let's, let's that. take a break before it gets ugly again. <laughs> all right, Tony Dunn in route. We'll see if he can find a parking spot and join us here, hour number two of Pirate Radio Live. We're ready for the Derby. More to go after this. to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local and print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at universitysportswearenc.com, the official sportswear provider of Pirate Radio. Now, let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here is your host, Cliff Brock. Alright, welcome back. Hour 2, Pirate Radio Live on a free beer Friday. Got some Margaritaville tropical punch variety pack for you today 12 pack 4% alcohol margaritaville tropical punch looks very tasty on a hot eastern north carolina day so I'm, uh, I'm eyeing that peach uh the mango peach 
Mm. Mango I'm, peach I'm paradise. I'm interested in beach berry myself. And we'll leave the strawberry daiquiri. Beach breezy? To Tony Dunn. What did I say? Beach berry. Oh, uh, yeah. Beach breezy. I'll take the strawberry daiquiri. For sheezy. Uh, Shirley Rhodes has uh, chimed in, and she will take the daiquiri. <laughs> CJ Schaefer's here. Tony Dunn is here. Hello, Tony. What's up, guys? Graduation Friday. It is. What's uh, what's going on at Pitt? They graduate? Tuesday. Okay. Tuesday. Tuesday. So, That's yeah. a weird day to Well, they do it at the end of... They do it at the same facilities ECU does, so uh, they have to wait for ECU to do it on a different day, and our semester doesn't technically until Monday anyway. Good deal. Uh, Tony Moonlight as a professor along with his full-time job of following the Panthers. That's right. Is that how that works? I did want to come in and say that uh, condolences, sympathies uh, to Chandler today. He's uh, got the least, the most thankless job, <laughs> Pirate Radio. As I would tell you this, is that it's like the best, worst job you can have, right? It's when people, it's like a good job and you get fired from it. Yeah. It's tough. When they succeed and it goes well, it goes all to the players and the credit. Uh, and uh, when it goes bad, you take the fall, the rap. Yep. You are like the Frank Vogel pirate radio that's where he's going with did this. you hear that he got fired and they oh well, i mean obviously you've heard that he's been fired but the uh, lakers are saying it's because he did not maximize the value of <coughs> westbrook hmm. i'll tell you that so look people get fired for unfair reasons what is all he, the westbrook's time. handler all of a sudden i know what is i know good guys out of anything is that you should say thank you for dealing with westbrook have they fired lebron as gm or are they keeping him on? <laughs> like, he can be a player. Actually, but. it was LeBron who fired Vogel. Right. Probably so. I appreciate those words, Tony. I got your back. Thanks, man. <laughs> and congrats to CJ for stepping up in the world. Yeah. That's how you get somewhere in life. Kiss a little butt. See what happens. Good luck. <laughs> All right. Uh, Tony, uh, NFL draft has come and gone. It's gone. Um, we talked last week about your offensive lineman from NC State. I have not talked to you <coughs> about Matt Corral. Matt Corral. I love Matt Corral. Matt Corral. Do you like him? You know, I'm happy. I'm I'm happy with the <coughs> um, the idea, the the player, and the pick. You know, I'm happy. I don't know what to like. What we should expect. You know, I'm not going to get my expectations too high at this point. But I think the good news is is that we did not. Um, kind of succumb to all of the pressure and the hype to just get this quarterback at six even though i was advocating if you believe in a guy you do that is that we didn't over draft this guy <laughs> so that i think this is it does a good job for like matt corral is that like what are the expectations well the expectations are maybe he works out and that's cool and i think he's got the most kind of a Upside. great town i don't think there's a big difference between him and pickett and him and willis Right. At the end of the day, I kind of just I just wanted Willis just because of the name, and I become attached to it. And as as he slipped, it became more and more um, reasonable to do so, uh, and wasn't as expensive. Shoot, we were sitting there say, "Pick him at six, Malik Willis." No, he won't make it past Pittsburgh. All of a sudden, Kenny Pickett. But really, it was those three guys that have been in the mix for the top name, and maybe Willis isn't. You shouldn't even put Willis in there because it was Pickett and Corral going into the 2021 college season as being the top quarterback prospect are you shocked that these quarterbacks went so late or did they not go did they go earlier than people ex that you expected no um i'm i'm shocked that once pickett went there wasn't a run at him 
That's what I am shocked about. I'm shocked. I'm shocked that Seattle passed as long as they did. I'm shocked that Tennessee passed. Atlanta passed. It wasn't just Carolina waiting, and we didn't have a pick. It was a lot of teams in front of us that had people thought, "Hey, this was a decent value in the second rounds for the Atlanta Falcons to pick a quarterback." I mean, El- and Ritter went before uh, Willis and. Um, Matt Corral. And it's almost like, well, maybe these teams didn't need, or well, they need, but they didn't want a quarterback that bad, or they were just calling everybody's bluff. Like It seems like it. And I wonder what that was like in those rooms. Like, Do you think they're going to pull the trigger here? Should we go ahead and do it? No, I don't think they will. Let's wait another round. And, and it worked out. I think they all. it kind of implies, too, is like, hey, we, we can maybe test the waters with one of these guys, but we don't feel like any one of them. If we miss out on it, we're like, oh, we missed out on the next big name. You I know go that? back to Emory Hunt uh, from CBS Sports HQ. He had a line at the time that it sounds like an insult almost, but he said this is a pretty solid backup quarterback draft. Yeah. Now, when you read the mocks and see all these guys going first, early, second, you're like, well, why are they wasting picks on uh, on backup quarterbacks? Well, they didn't. Now, the real draft came, and it looked like the NFL viewed them as such. Yeah, and what it will do is that if any one of these guys turns into a starter, uh, it's a great value at that <clears> point. <throat> Instead of all of the pressure of a first-round pick having to work out all the time, as these are kind of guys that maybe one out of this class yeah. sticks. There's always one guy, I feel like, from every single year. And maybe this is like the Russell Wilson or the Dak Prescott-type draft. Huh. I hope so. Maybe. Could be for us. I mean, he's like he's pretty cool. It's like, as, first of all, he beat up Wayne Gretzky's kid. So we're on board with that. You guys changed my mind. Is like, now we're wondering, what do you call him? What if he turns out to be good? Do we make his nickname I, like I the great one? <laughs> I forgot the about greater that. One? The I greater one? The greater one? I forgot about that segment we had about Matt Corral. Because uh, this is the guy that Clip wanted yeah. for, for the commanders. And I like his overall attitude, his whole He plays thing. tough, yeah. and he's gotten another fight on the field. Like, that well, was I pretty good. Cool. Yeah. And I totally forgot about cool. the injury that he sustained. But that's What was it? And that, what, a sprained ankle or something? It happened in the bowl game, right? Oh, how bad yeah. was it? Um, See, I, even I think heard it's my... something. I think it's an injury that can definitely be, you know, he can be ready to go. I don't even know what one. body part it is. I want to say it was lower body. Like, maybe a leg, knee. I don't know if it was, like, lower leg or, like, a knee situation. Leg, knee, ankle, but, toe, thigh, um, toenail. But, you know, to have that pick at six and then not to have anything till four and for Fitter to kind of work his way back into those middle rounds and get what we needed, which was a quarterback. And then you get a, a really talented linebacker from Penn State and Brandon Smith who, to me, watching his film, is an absolute headhunter. And since Luke Keekley, I don't think we've had a guy. Uh, maybe you could say Shaq Thompson, but nobody I've seen since Luke Keekley's departure has been that headhunter, the guy that can be all over the field. Maybe a guy that can kind of direct guys to be in the right position. So a good pickup there with, with Corral and Brandon Smith with those uh, trade-up picks. When I look at Brandon Smith, I see a, uh, a player with traits. Right. And actually, if you look at all the back-end picks of the Carolina Panthers, is they're all guys that just have certain skill sets that are important for those positions in this NFL. So with Brandon Smith, when you look at him and you look at like he's six foot three, he's like in the 240, 245-ish type range. He's kind of a – he runs like a 4.5 or something like that. He's, he's pretty darn fast. So he's like a kind of rangy – I would compare him – and I'm not saying like a comp, right? But like is the type of player being like Isaiah Simmons style 
you know, is a little bit bigger and leaner, taller and leaner than a traditional middle linebacker, but one who is maybe a little bit more athletic for this type of NFL. And, you know, you put that, you see that with Jeremy Chin. There are traits that, I mean, look, the Amari Barno guy ran like a, he's, he, he was, was the like fastest, the, he was the fastest. Yeah, he ran like a 4 3. Or some mess four, like a, that. A four three seven to be exact. Four three seven, a defensive end. I'm sitting here going, "This, this dude's six foot six, two hundred and forty five pounds, and can move like that." And he ran a four three seven. Why aren't what's we? What's like, wrong with him? I know, and <laughs> you know what's wrong with him? He's playing the wrong position. Was he a tight end? He's a defense. Yeah, he should play tight end. He could be like Kyle Pitts. Yeah. He must not be able to K. He does have, I think he has nine-inch hands, too. So I was just thinking, he can't play quarterback. The fastest, Maybe he can't play tight end, either. Maybe it should be an undersized power forward. The fastest <laughs> defensive lineman at the combine and the fastest player in the NFL to sign his rookie contract. He's already signed his rookie Boom. contract. In and out. The flash. What we, we got? Well, they called him. Fitterer was like, hey, where are you at? He was like, oh, I'm at. I already he, signed he, it. No, he said, I'm at Lake Norman. You see that? He's like, I'm at Lake Norman. He's like, all right, well, uh, we'll see you in a little bit. He's like, he's uh, like, like okay. Oh, I can't say any movie references up here. Or well, I can know. I know it's going to be from 1994, or a little bit later. But Mr. Deeds, yes, <laughs> do you I remember the movie. Chandler loves Mr. Deeds. The, so he's like Barno is like the I am Mr. Sneaky dude. Yeah, um, and he's just all of a sudden right behind you. Where are you at? Very, right, very sneaky, I'm right behind. He's right behind him. Uh, Cade Mays, Kalen Barnes. You think those guys make the team? And and also have the list of rookie free agents. Have you looked through them at all, Tony? Mm, I, I think I saw Rambo on the list. And that was Charleston that. Rambo. They yeah. also have John Lovitz. Who's that? The old Canadian. Oh. <laughs> it's actually John Lovett uh, from Penn State. We also got the guy from um, linebacker from Coastal Carolina. One of the mullet boys. Mullet boys. Oh, yeah. Gallagher was his name. Saw that we signed him. Um... But I, of course, we had to get that Baylor guy. Well, you know, roll, uh, Boogie, you ready to go? I know. Boogie, you ready to roll? Poor, poor kid is uh, he's <laughs> getting knocked because he's from Baylor. But he's again trait type player, 190 pounds, six foot tall, long arms, and fast. And can run like the wind. You know, what I mean, this is another sub four four guy. I think. Um, so and at cornerback, the thing is the cornerback room's crowded. So you got to wonder if if he'll be able to crack that unit. The Cade Mays guy definitely is going to be on this team. Is that he's the type of he's the type of lineman that might be a gem later. on. He plays mean. I mean, so I like was going to ask, what do you see from him, like trait wise or maybe characteristic wise I mean, on I the think field? Because I haven't seen any of. He just could be you know. a. I mean, he's just tough enough. I mean, he's and like he doesn't. Look, he kind of reminds me of like a Jeff Schwartz type player. It's like. Not fantastic at anything, but not bad at anything either. And just tough enough to play guard in the NFL. So I think that you could have somebody. I'm not saying that he's going to come in and start, but you're looking for rotational players to fill out that middle. The guard was such a weak spot for us last year. We went out and got Austin Corbett. Uh, you also get thinking that maybe F-line might play guard because Bozeman could be playing center. Yeah, And then you're also thinking now, oh, oh, um, Icky, if he plays left tackle, then that moves Brady Christensen to the inside. So is DeAndre Brown, who did not get to see the field at all last year because he's man, and he's a mauler. He looks like um, who's the big to- the big mean toad from Mario Brothers? 
Bowser? Bowser. He looks like Bowser, like in a human form. But he the, the he didn't make the field at all, even though he was a top guard from Alabama because he was so wide. He's like 360 pounds. And they're a, just like worried he's going to die before he gets through the series. He was a right guard and a right tackle at the same time. <laughs> yeah. So, Ed, does anybody come to mind, Tony, for you uh, or you, Chandler, for undrafted free agents in Panthers history? That ended up making the team succeeding. Uh, Any of those stories? Yeah, uh, Demir Bird, your guy, <laughs> bird watching. Well, so um, he was a un, he, we signed him to a undrafted yep. free agent deal. Yeah, okay, that was good. Yeah. Uh, I was looking at a list of the all-time best. Man. Trying to think, um, going on was Delome, <coughs> Britton Burson. Let's see what Jake Delome's path to the NFL was. Britton Burson could be. I'm not saying he was. He great, didn't like but, him. But he was, yeah, he we made did, the team yeah. and was a I mean, starting And wouldn't receiver. go away. We remember we signed the linebacker that won a national championship with Clemson, Ben Boware. He never ended up oh, making yeah. the team. He was there the same year as like Zeke Bigger. I remember going down there and Delone was undrafted, signed Ooh. by the Saints. So, yeah. nice, yeah, good call. The um, Burson, though, so, so sometimes players get the wrath of fans, myself, and it's not entirely their fault but what the coaching staff asked them to do like like i tried to explain byron bell for years right yeah i mean it's like but you go yeah it's one of those things it's like if somebody came and tried to make me like the ceo of a company and i was just it had nothing to do with it i'd be like all right i'll take I'll that, take that job. job and i'll take and that. the salary and, and, everything. Yeah. and then i'll get oh so what is it the ncaa the guy who runs it is is getting out, I yeah. guess, and this is when all this name, image, likeness is popping off. And somebody said, "Who wants to throw your hat in the ring for that job?" And they were like, "Nah, nah." I was like, "Well, I'll." Hey, I mean, if What's you can't find nobody, can I'm only going to have like a ten times salary increase and then get fired. Who cares? And make a bunch of connections. Yeah. So uh, I understand it, but Brent Burson returning punts and doing that was some of the things. It's like, good gosh, I feel for that you, was brother. Jerry's boy. Wofford, they were Wofford. It was another example of the Panthers misusing Cam, and that is like, hey, we got Cam, so we don't have to do anything else. It's just like, let's go get a really good defense. Didn't we have Cam Newton and a bunch of scrubs? Then we have Kenyon Barner. Didn't we sign him to a undrafted member from Oregon? Oregon, yeah, I remember. I don't know if he. I think he was drafted. He might have been drafted seventh round. Yeah, that's a good question. Looking at uh, some of the all-time greats, Wes Welker uh, on that list, Chris Harris more recently uh, from the. Denver Broncos, Kurt Warner, Nate Newton, oh, yeah. Jason Peters, a couple of great offensive linemen, Priest Holmes, uh, James Harrison went undrafted. Oh, and, uh, I know what? They were just scared to draft him. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, who's going to call his name? Did he come to the draft? Please say he didn't come. I'm scared to take him and scared not to take him. I don't know what to do. <laughs> Rod Smith, great receiver with the uh, Broncos, Joe Jacoby from the Hogs, Washington, Antonio Gates, of course, Tony Romo, Hall of Famer John Randall. Uh, so a long list of undrafted guys. Number one on the list is Kurt Warner, Warren Moon, also. Oh, nice. Do, uh, do you remember that bit we did where you asked the questions about a player you want to wouldn't you want to live with? Uh, oh, yeah. Is imagine. Remember we were joking about Steve Smith is like living in terror and fear with Steve Smith. Now imagine living with James Harrison. I know. Like I feel like I <laughs> you probably. Would be like, 
man let's go just murder some people tonight <laughs> i could at least make eye contact with steve smith i'd be scared to look james harrison in the eye he used to constantly look at you like this <laughs> and i know you go he's eat looking, your cornbread and i'm just like walking in the room he's not in and he's like not mad, mad either. no he's just existing he's just like <laughs> he's got resting that murderer poor, face that, <laughs> poor guy's crying on the inside he needs a hug and everybody just he terrible. wants a hug so bad and he's waiting for you to give him one but you're terrified now so. he's just mad that nobody will hug him all right let's take a time out we'll come back a couple of things i've got win totals for the 2022 season by the way next week we'll have a schedule to run down oh, wow uh but we'll do some 2022 win totals Over. uh relax and uh the other day uh people are starting to call washington the washington commanders because we have so many panthers and panthers folks same thing in buffalo so i looked up some synonyms to the word pound and uh i've got some interesting hashtags that i want to get going uh that we'll talk about when we return we'll be back on pirate radio live hour number two tony dunn and crew back with you after this listening to hour two of pirate radio live now back to the show welcome back interbanks home builders association presents the home and garden expo 2022 on saturday june 4th and now is your chance to be a part of it have a booth or be a sponsor of this new and improved exciting event to be held on saturday june 4th at Menji's coliseum indoor and outdoor exhibit space is available to accommodate everyone for more information or to sign up please visit interbanks home builders association's website at ibxhba.org now let's head back into pirate radio live here is your host clip rock all right let's take a look at some way too early win totals for the 2022 nfl season some of those odds are out now this is from okay yeah this is from this week uh carolina panthers tony last season five wins what do you think their win total will be in vegas this year six and a half it's five and a half oh i'd take it and you're gonna go over yeah because you think they can be close to 500 which is impossible with a 17 game season but you're thinking seven eight nine yeah i think this is i mean i could for yeah that's exactly and you only what gotta I get six if you take the over so yeah and chandler you immediately said over yeah and obviously i was thinking i'm taking it now just go have, ahead i'll give you money later just put it on <laughs> put it down we were having there was like a couple of weeks ago especially before the draft that i was saying that the panthers would have you know they would be a top four pick in the draft next year with you know two or three three at, at most four wins i but with the reconstruction of the offensive line just to pick with Iki, if you can have a healthy christian McCaffrey, mccaffrey for the whole year that we haven't seen and probably since he's been in the league i don't even need that if. and the the defense the young talent that we have on the defense that's still developing i i mean five and a half i'm going over easy i take this bet with sam darnold starting too mm-hmm. like uh and i don't even care about christian mccaffrey playing the whole season it's like i'm not even thinking about injury like the potential what i'm thinking is this is there's two factors one is just the the team, the quality of the team, like the talent on the team from last year to this year. 
And I got to say, at the very minimum, it's a wash, and I think it's better. How right? many can you win? At, can you win three division games? Like that's yeah, yeah. You can get three. I don't well, think you can get more than I can than get three. two. I mean, we get two. You know, we'll be we at the very worst. We're going to split with Atlanta and the same. I'm, I'm I'm assuming a bug sweep. So I'm saying, can yeah. you sweep either the I don't Falcons think no. Or the I would say we get two division wins and win out of division. Yeah, uh, but our coaching staff has improved, so we have a better coaching staff and arguably better players because we have an offensive line. I saw a stat today where the Panthers are predicted to be a top ten offensive line. Like, When's who would ever have thought? I've never yeah, we finished thirty first last year. Yeah. You look at the side by side from our starting offensive line last year, the week one uh, starting offensive line to the potential week one. Uh, and in my opinion, it's going to be this. It'll be Icky, left tackle. You got Christensen, left guard. You'll have Bozeman at center. You'll have Corbett at right guard. And then, of course, Taylor Moten at the right tackle position. I'm telling you, that is a big enough improvement right there to mean two more games than last year. All right. That'll get you to seven. Uh, three teams have win totals of 11 and a half, the highest in the league. Who are those three teams? The Bucks. The Bucks. That is true. Chiefs? The Chiefs are 10 and a half. And I'll, we'll talk about the AFC West in a moment. They're going to put the Rams there. They are not. No? They got them Ooh. at 10.5. The other two are the Buffalo Bills and okay. the Green Bay Packers. Ooh, I would take the under on Green Bay. So the Chiefs are at 10.5. The Chargers are 10.5. The Raiders are 8.5. What's Denver? And the Broncos are 10.5. Ooh. So, That's tough. Somebody's got to go under there, right? They're the all Raiders high. are not. Why would the Raiders be so high? They're eight and a half. Oh, eight and a half. Yeah. Okay. All right. The Broncos getting too much credit. Can Russell Wilson add three wins for them? New, brand new coach too, right? It's just yep. a Green Bay guy. That's tough. Rookie head coach. That's going to be tough. I don't know. I wonder what the the Chargers are. The Chargers, did you say they're ten and a half? Ten and a half. Yeah. They have been, but they're just like added a bunch of free agent talent. They better be ten and a half, or else they just spent a bunch of money for no reason. Well, I feel like we say that a lot. I kind of want. uh, I'm hoping that you will re unlock the Yahoo account. I can't see. I can't get into my fantasy football team. Uh, I want to know if I had Jerry Jerry Judy at the end of the year. Oh, okay. Because I think I drafted him. I I don't. Man, he would have been a keeper. I get to keep them, right? So, like, that could all of a sudden be a high-value pick hmm. with Russell Wilson. All right, I need to figure out how to do that then. Yeah. Um, let's see. Looking at some low totals, Houston and Atlanta at four and a half. I guess they're predicted at the bottom. That's the lowest in the league. Man. Gosh. I feel like somebody's going two or three wins this year. Oh, who would that be? The So, the Falcons drafted Ritter. Yeah, but they're gonna—they got Mariota. I know they're gonna play Mariota. You think to start the year? Yeah, God, I almost feel like only winning four games is tough in the NFL. Well, last year Houston won four, right? And well, they didn't have anybody. Detroit won three. Detroit is six and a half this year. I, did, I was just looking at that. They're getting a lot of mo- too much love. Let's go under that one, right? Yeah, until proven otherwise. Like I almost think the Texans are better than the. Lions. The Giants won four. They're seven and a half. Same quarterback. Oh, yeah. 
The uh, Jets won four. They're five and a half. If I could pick a four to go over, I I think the Jets could, might get a six. I don't mm. know. I almost feel. Do you feel better about the Jets or the Giants? Who's going to win more games? Yeah. Um, or cover their thing. I guess the Giants would have to cover eight. Would have to get eight wins. I would take the Giants under at this point. They just. I, you why would you the, believe in them? Because there's a lot of hype coming with that coach, and he looks cool, and he looks like he's always like the ball looks cool. The what? You talking about the Giants head coach? Yeah. What's his name? The ball. The ball. The ball. Okay. Like I feel like he looks like a guy that's like would. I don't know what jail will. I feel like I would like to hang out with him. That's what I'm saying. He's a guy. He's a I guy. Hang now, out. here's the guy. All right. So, uh, he's better than Joe Judge, is what I'm saying. It's like, because I got pizza and beer with Joe Judge, which he will buy. No, no order pizza. You're fired. Actually, it will help us. We'll be like this. Is he might have got me fired, but guess what? I didn't deserve the job anyway. <laughs> so, hey, I'll take that job. Joe Judge, I'll be on your next staff, homie. Oh man, where's uh, let's look at the AFC North. The Ravens are nine and a half, the Steelers are seven and a half. What are the Browns? The Browns are, did I say, did you? I Why are know. they not here? Because nobody knows what's happened with Deshaun Watson, so they can't set the odds. Correct. Oh, Bengals are nine and a half, seven and a half for who for Pittsburgh? Yeah, are we not? Are we not ready to admit that you could put anybody else other than Ben Roethlisberger out there and they're probably better? Ooh, didn't think of it like that. Uh, so you're saying Mitchell Trubisky's better than Ben Roethlisberger? Yeah, at the stage he was last year. Okay. So you're going over? Yeah, that's an easy over. I, I was guessing, I was going to guess it'd be like eight and a half, nine. I wonder what the odds are to win the division. Are the Browns going to be the favorite? Ugh. Well, that's a tough one because. Deshaun can still has a, has a suspension been right? We, it's no, still in it could limbo. be four games. It could be six games. It could be a whole year. Yeah, so that's a tough one. I don't know if I. They're gonna not. They ain't gonna suspend him at all. Yeah, if they don't suspend him, I mean, I feel like they have to be at least the second favorite behind uh, Cincinnati. I mean, even if they suspend him, he still gets the money, right? Because it's fully guaranteed. It's not like he missing game checks. You're very confident about the Steelers over seven and a half, but. Well, I tell you this: they're going to be—they're the worst—the worst team in that division, right? Their coach, though, has never gone under five hundred. Yeah, correct. Correct. So you would have to also bet against him. I—I'm I, I, aware of that, but <laughs> I, no, I get—I get it. But but the division going to be bad. Somebody's got to. Does Cincinnati take a major step down? I don't. Think I don't so. think major step, but I think. I think the Browns are overrated. I really do. I've, I mean, I think the Browns are overrated every year. Baltimore, nine and a half. I mean, every team in that division can't be nine and eight, can they? Uh, I guess no. they could. Well, I think, <laughs> well, I, yeah. I mean, I like the Ravens, actually. I think the Ravens bounce back this year. When I say the Browns are overrated, I don't really think of like us saying that their team is going to be good. Is that I think a lot of people have been saying, oh, this roster was so great. Yeah over the last couple of years and Mayfield was holding them back. It's kind of where I see. And I'm I don't know if it is as great. I mean, they do Miles Garrett is is awesome, right? But I don't know. I mean, they are good, but they haven't been just like some shutdown team at the same time. It's just like clearly one guy is the problem. What big time receiver did they get? Ooh. I don't know. Give it to me. Don't know. Give it to me. 
Browns receivers. I heard uh, Amari, Amari Cooper. Cooper. Oh, that's Ooh. right. The name I was looking for. That's a good one. That is. I hope his foot's okay. Also overrated. Think so? Yeah. Just uh, hasn't lived up to his building. A little build, billing. Billing. Overrated. I don't know the word. They, but, the, yeah. Anytime you get associated with Julio, isn't that who they compared him to? Well, Alabama, or was that Sammy Watkins? Alabama receiver drafted as early as he was. Probably so. That's probably what it was. Yeah. yeah. All right, so there's some win totals uh, for the 2022 season. Um, Tony, this is uh, kind of vulgar, but Ooh. the other day uh, I was somebody said that the commanders online, and I was like, hey, we need a keep pounding type of hashtag. So I looked up synonyms for pound, and apparently if you go to the British, uh, the British words you can use – you could use keep licking, okay. keep poking, keep smacking, keep spanking, keep stroking. So which one of those keep whacking? <laughs> which one of those should the commanders use? Keep as, stroking. Look, keep, as, can I, I just, keep stroking? Can, keep I, stroking. I, can I just be fully Dr. candid and honest on this? <laughs> is that I love the Carolina Panthers. I like the the meaning that the keep pounding term has the cool neat story behind it yeah it's come to it but at the same time if it does stink when you're like talking to someone who is from like wisconsin and they're and you're like keep pounding and they're like and they say and you're like well let's go back and talk about sam mills and cancer and it's just like it is kind of a term that has connotations surrounding it that can be slanderous or vulgar or crude so keep i would say keep <laughs> I just keep got, stroking. I, we got keep stroking, and then you get to play the song. Yeah, Clarence Carter. Yeah, Redskins. I was stroking. Uh, Redskins. Uh, commanders are bringing back the band, so there we you can, go. Play they can play live that. versions of Keep Stroking. Yeah. after touchdowns. You, you, know, keep you stroke poking. it to the east, and you stroke it to the west. All right, hold on. I, I hear you. Keep, Clip brought it. Keep Clip brought it up. Would also be one, but that's kind of. Is there anything better be than those? Uh no, those were the best. <laughs> Keep bashing, keep banging. Okay. For some reason, they're all sexual. I didn't. I mean, I hate to say it. That's why. Keep busting. Uh, also sexual. <laughs> keep blowing. <laughs> oh, Did I mention keep, keep blowing? Be- keep biffing, keep bopping. I like both of keep those. Bopping. Those are kind keep of bopping. Keep bopping. Yeah. <laughs> bopping. Keep all right. bopping. There we go. We got it. So how do we... And then somebody's going to call up and be like, do you know what bopping means in oh, English yeah. vernacular? Yeah, <laughs> we're all getting canceled. All right, let's take our final break of this hour. We'll come back more with Tony Dunn. We'll talk about his experience at PNC Arena mm. on Tuesday night. Canes in action tonight. Or I should have said Wednesday night. Canes in action tonight on the road against the Bruins. Game three of that series. We'll talk about it when we return after this.
You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. Now, back to the show. Welcome back for the latest breaking news, interesting stories, and awesome contests. They can make you a winner. Be sure to follow Pirate Radio on our social media on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at PR927FM. Join the close to 55,000 followers today at PR927FM. Now, let's head back into PRL. Here's Clip Brock. Sorry, Tony and I were trying to figure out awesome. uh, in 2015, Washington losing to Carolina. I remembered it was back and forth, high scoring for a while, and then y'all dominated. That's right. Uh, but y'all got one of the players that scored for Washington that day, Andre Roberts. Is that what you said, Chandler? Yep. I was at that game. He is a, uh, a Panther. All right. Good stuff. Tony. 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 Let's go down to Tony. Tony. Let's go down. Let's really go right here to Tony. All right, Tony. Uh, you were at PNC Arena on Wednesday night. Keep the videos from in the arena coming. I can't get enough of them. Weren't they cool? They were very cool. I had the great... slow motion one. Was it you or yeah, your I, wife that put I it up? I did that. that I did cool. that. The slow motion hey, you know how, but, was awesome. So I I am not um, as cool as the, the kiddos when it comes to making these short videos, but I've been trying a little bit more to do it. The slow motion one was completely by accident because I was – trying to cheer at the same time i hit it to <laughs> slow motion because you know you're trying to watch the game and do it and so i accidentally hit slow motion and i couldn't get it undone and it uh turned out perfect it was perfect well how many great like food recipes or inventions were made on accident yeah like that? i know i mean and we were it turned out there were so many great plays right in front of us so we sat kind of behind the goal we were in section 113 great seats but yeah and i took miranda for mother's day and uh, she, so we, we, so we had a good time. And but when you go and you sit kind of behind a goal, you got to think about this: is the the Canes are going to be scoring on you one time, you know? So which side are you? Do you have, are the is the other team going to be shooting on you twice, or are you mm-hmm. going to be shooting on the other team twice? So this is one where we were the goalie. We were down on our goalies in for two times, so we had to see the Bruins twice. But we still saw two goals right there. And on top of that, that uh, Svechnikov hit was right oh, in front man. of me. I mean, there was so Let's much action that was going on. And I, I got to say this team, I heard you talking yesterday uh, with uh, your guest about the Canes. And you're talking about the physicality of this game. So the, the Bruins came in there and really tried to muscle Carolina up. And they were trying to get them frazzled early. And on top of that, taking the, the goalie out. Yeah. That was actually the moment that... Was that in front of you or on the other side? That was right in front of me, too. And so the, um, the that was the moment, actually, that really uh, brought this team together, I think. It galvanized this team because instead of them getting shook, they had this young guy, Pierto Chechnikov. Is that what it is? I don't even try. Close to? No. That was pretty close. Yeah. Pierto Chechnikov. He's only, he's, he can't speak any English. He's only played four in four games in the NHL. He has to come in unexpectedly, and the Canes team really made it easy for him for the first period and a half or more, and they just kept the puck down at the other end. They started hitting back. They did not back down one inch every time that they tried some kind of dirty play or something to that effect. They hit back harder. It was a brutal game. Nino Niederreiter was salty. He had three... Uh, he was in the penalty box three different times that night, 
it was a it was a great game and man that was just penalty fight goal penalty <laughs> fight goal yeah. I mean, it was over and then and over. the game ended and they were fighting yes <laughs> after the game and then that guest you were talking about from yesterday's show was the voice you heard in pnc arena oh okay wade, wade mentor wade mentor yeah. so I mean, i've never seen uh the canes play a more physical game than that right. and that like you were saying clip is uh they've been known as a finesse team and and there's still a question mark if they're tough enough and big enough when when guys are in front of the net and some things like that. But they did show that they made some significant changes to that roster in the offseason to give them a little toughness. And maybe some of the younger guys are or now they're just older and bigger and stronger. If there's one thing Rod Brynmore hates, it's, it's probably knowing that people look at his team as soft and finesse. So I wonder if he got out there and like fought him at practice to him, because he is tough. <laughs> he is, yeah. But now his team is as well, and and man, it just it, it feels like that gives them an extra oomph to to make a run here for a, a cup. It was awesome, man, and what an environment! I can't imagine what it's going to be like. I hope they go um, if they sweep here. I mean, if they go into Boston, win two, good Lord, imagine that place when they come back for the next round. CJ, who are they on the line with? Do you remember the Hurricanes? Is it Rangers-Penguins? Or is uh, yeah, I, I believe, believe so. they'd be playing the Pens or the Rangers. Okay, yeah. And, Tony, the Avalanche Predators, I believe, series is the only other 2-0 in all of hockey because, as you know, following this for as long as you have, it's like – it really is a whole nother season, right? It's yeah. like parody and so there's only two series right now that are two nothing. One of those is Kane's ball. And that just happened last night too, right? Yeah. yeah. So the the Canes though are they're they're playing great is even though it came late in game one, they came out there and, and they play fantastic from the beginning to end. Like you just want to see them go into Boston and not lose that edge at all. I'm a little worried about goaltending i mean is it smoking mirrors at this point i mean you've got these guys that didn't the canes just have two goalies get their first career playoff wins like back to back um no well the first the first goalie who, who ranta yeah. ranta, ranta yeah. who went out he got his first win yeah and then yeah, the, yeah. The, but this other guy's even he not only got his first win but he also had his first playoff game as you should be worried is that that would be the thing that right now is you're hoping that um that we can get healthy again back there but i almost like this young kid man he's out there it's like kind of a cool story and he uh he took on the the goon from what's his uh, name Boston, uh, martian 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 yeah and uh and, and they have Hala, who is dirty too so they're just that man. I don't know. They they showed that they needed to try to bully and fight in that game to win. And well, they, you know, at home tonight, go. they're going to do the same thing, and they're going to have their crowd behind yeah. their backs. So. We need Anderson to get healthy. Is he, I mean, is that when we had the two uh, goalies, the two starting goalies, like, or Anderson and Ranta to Ranta? How do you say his last name? Ranta. 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 Um, when you had them together, I mean, you, you thought, man, we got a good rotation. Not the best in the league, as in just talent-wise, but really having solid, solid seasons. This does bring a question mark. But the young kid is uh, playing well. I mean, uh, he looked nervous to, in the beginning. But, I mean, that was – I mean, he still fended them off, made some big-time saves. So you just got to hope that we get hot and stay hot. The games, by the way, so the NBA playoffs, Heat and Sixers, and then Suns, Mavs are on ESPN. So tonight's NHL games move to Turner, and Carolina-Boston will be on TNT at 7 o'clock. Nice. If you're interested. So when do you start Carolina-Canes Chronicles? 
johnnycranechronicles.com i right now don't want any more projects <laughs> uh would you say that that is the best sports environment you've been in no nfc championship is still a little bit were better. You at the, were you there that's yeah. my oh my gosh everybody NFC. says super bowl or something like washington home nfc championship yeah that was like it's like my old I mean, it was in it was in and, and we blew it out and it was oh like crazy. My no, God. i mean it felt unsafe at some points like the way this the, the state you're like how oh, was God. the trophy ceremony at the end I, at first, it's like one of those things you're like, oh, there's so much emotion and all of this. It's kind of even hard to remember. Sweet Caroline's that. blaring throughout Bank of America. It was America. wild. It was oh. great. We got good pictures. Uh, no, but it was, uh, and that's just the first round. Imagine as we get, oh, if we get deeper into the playoffs, it would be super exciting. Now, when it comes, I do have an idea about a Hurricanes podcast, is, and this would not just be, a, it would be my non-stick becoming a stick. So you know I'm notoriously mixing up people's names. Imagine if you just had a kid like me from Winterville, North Carolina, who had a hockey podcast that you just tried your best to say people's names, like, and you didn't try, but you just like said it. Just said them as you read them. Yeah, didn't ask for help. And, and then, like, so you actually know about hockey, but you just sound ridiculous talking about it. Well, to be fair, Tony, yeah, listen, you kind of do that on Fridays here yeah, with the NFL. You're right. <laughs> Tony Dunn, CountyCatChronicles.com, joining us. Thanks for hanging out, Tony. <laughs> I'm glad to know I sound ridiculous. <laughs> you are ridiculous uh anything to plug no all right good deal check the podcast out on tuesday night uh by the way we work we talked about this last week good job with the draft coverage on the c3 panther podcast we were tuning in oh yeah i actually had to go back to listen to his um segment there talking about the commanders yeah a ton of calls a ton of people watching i love how you guys do kind of touch on all the uh different teams with the fan base or someone from that fan base so we had 257 viewers or 287 viewers live on tuesday night show for like an hour and a half that's great man that's crazy good stuff thank you do you believe in ghosts uh yeah uh no (laughs) <laughs> and here's why a friend of mine i said that i said no he said why i said i've never seen one he said well have you ever seen china uh, yeah. and i said no he said well do you believe in ghosts i said no i don't believe in china <laughs> <laughs> all right china does not exist let's uh take a time out we'll come back when we return morgan aylers will join us on the pirate radio live line and stick around we're going to give away the margaritaville tropical punch 12 pack coming up when we return on pirate radio live back with you after this listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Tiebreakers is open every day at 11 a.m. and is the best place to watch your favorite sports while enjoying the best wings in town along with sandwiches, appetizers, cold beer, and more. Follow Tiebreakers on Facebook and Instagram for daily updates. Tiebreakers in Greenville at Bells Fork and in downtown Winterville on Railroad Street. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here is your host, Cliff Brock. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live. Coming up at the end of this segment, our first free Beer Friday giveaway of the month. And it's actually a free... 
spirit giveaway free punch friday free punch friday i like that margaritaville tropical punch we got the 12 pack variety pack with the mango peach paradise paradise beach breezy beach don't call me berry breezy and strawberry daiquiri uh that can be yours as we'll open up the phone lines after our chat with morgan aylers before we get to morgan real quick cj are you a ufc guy do you know the ins and outs kind of i saw the ongoings uh, i saw what's his name didn't make weight charles uh, oliveria Oliveira yeah. has been stripped of his championship after missing weight he uh I guess the limit is 155 pounds. He weighed 155.5 pounds. Oh, so that's I think that tough. means, I believe it, that means the fight for tomorrow, Gaethje can still like that's still going to happen. I think Gaethje can win the title if he wins the fight, but ah, so they're cannot. still going to fight. I believe so. If Oliveira wins, Nothing there happens. will be no champion. Correct. Still. Uh, our fav- my favorite WWE wrestler, vacant will have the championship all-timer the championship all right so uh that is coming up what saturday yeah all right ufc uh 274 those make me feel old because i remember when they were in the single digits with those with like tank abbott and ken shanrock and those guys Mm. way back in the day uh all right let's head out to the pirate radio live line and talk to the voice of Daddy Ficklin Stadium and Amenji's Coliseum. Morgan Aylers joins us on this Friday. Morgan, how you doing, man? I am doing fantastic, Clip Brock. How about yourself? Doing great, and that is great to hear. we got a great sports weekend coming up with Pirate Baseball on the road at Memphis. You've got the NBA and Stanley Cup playoffs, and it's a derby weekend, too. Morgan Aylers, you a derby guy? I watch it. I'll be honest with you. I really don't follow horse racing that much, but if I'm around the TV when it's on, I'll watch it. I think it's kind of cool if you get to, do get to a point where you've got a chance at a triple crown. Those things are always kind of neat to watch, but other than that, I don't go celebrate horse racing or anything like that. You know, I don't wear funky hats or, you know, it is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> it would be something fun if, if I, and I've got my sports attention directed in so many areas already i just don't have time to get into horse racing but kind of would be cool to actually know about these horses we do know about one of them brian north dropped this nugget on us last week that there is a horse with a local tie barber road uh named after a road in lenore county and uh the owners of that horse the um the wife in the couple went to North Lenore. So uh, you do have a rooting interest, Morgan. I don't know if you knew about that, but Barbara Road out of the 14 post will be the horse we'll be rooting for. Okay, I can deal with that. <laughs> Fair enough. Morgan Ayler's joining us today. Gotta happen. Something good's got to happen out of the Kinston area. hey There you go. A little shots fired here on a Friday. Whoa, I shouldn't have said shots fired in Kinston. hey We are on oh. fire today. We are going. We are killing it today. Um, oh! <laughs> all right, moving on. Moving on. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if I've got any bearing, but Kenson and I certainly have beef. Eh? Anybody? No. All right. Moving along. Chandler, you got one. Chef, farmer, Stephen, cook up one for us. Um, all right. I saw this news, Morgan. Uh, the the NIL 
deal in college football and uh, it's run rampant kind of as predicted it's the wild wild west and everything and also as predicted you thought there would be a, a time period where everything would just run wild and then someone or some bodies would try to pull in the reins here and it looks like that's what these college uh, folks are trying to do these college leaders you had the ad at colorado rick george saying quote this is the time we have to put our stake in the ground enough this is not acceptable what we're doing is not good enough uh, for intercollegiate athletics and it has to stop so you, you had a meeting this week i guess amongst some college football powers and they're trying to figure out what they can do to add us add some guidelines here and not make this i think the real uh, there's a lot of issues but the, i think the thing they're really talking about now is the tampering that goes on with players and you had the blitnikoff winner from pittsburgh who's basically getting offers from other schools to come join them and that's certainly not what they wanted when they came out with all this stuff well you know that that to me it was just one of many when you've got the university of tennessee as a former i think a former offensive lineman owns a big company and in the Knoxville area, and he says, okay, if you're, you play offensive line at the University of Tennessee, I'm going to put you on an NIL deal that gives you $50,000 a year, or let's go to University of Tennessee and play football. We're going to pay you $8 million a year <laughs> to play football at Tennessee, and you've never played a down of college football before. You know, there's got to be something that's done. Uh, well, I think it was Charlie Batch at Eastern Michigan offered oh, yeah. um, uh, the quarterback that ended up going to Williams, I think it's Williams, was at Oklahoma, ended up at USC, offered him a million dollars to go to Eastern Michigan to play football for an NIL deal. You know, and again, I think that there, there, there needs to be some sort of stipulation, but what's going to happen with college athletics, with a lot of these big money, there's only so much of these, this money to go around that these people are willing to pay. And who's going to be the one that hurts out? It's going to be the smaller schools. But also, a lot of the bigger schools are going to start hurting because they're going to say, well, we need to go out on a fundraising campaign to build a new football center. Well, the people that are giving these $8 million deals, they're going to go, well, I just gave it to you know, John Smith, the quarterback. I don't have any more to give. Yeah, and you're going to see these players that, that come in, as you said, sight unseen, getting all this money, not perform or get kicked out of school, and those boosters are going to say, okay, maybe uh, maybe we won't be spending as much the next time, and it'll probably keep trickling down. So, I mean, yeah, there's going to be some course correction here at some point. I have a question for you, Cliff, and this, you know, I, I believe that Tyler Schneed, for instance, is going to get a shot in the NFL. I think it might take a little time, but I think he's going to get his shot you know, as a free agent, but say he doesn't make it. And because he tried out for the NFL, which is a professional football league, or, you know, when, you know, put his name in, he's no longer eligible to come back and play college. My question now with the NIL information and and deals is why isn't he? Yeah. He got paid. Is that rule archaic now that uh, that needs to be revisited, perhaps? I think I think it has to. Yeah. I think it's it's no different than the than the NBA and a college basketball player. He could put his name in, but okay, a month prior out that you know, I'm I can take my name out of the draft now, I'm gonna go back to college. Well in baseball you can get drafted and still return to college. 
So it Yeah. Yeah. What's the difference? No, you're right. I mean, that now that rule is in place now, so the question is why is it a rule? But yeah, so uh Tyler Sneed uh, unfortunately will not be returning to East Carolina. Oh. But no, no, you you bring up a good point. Maybe that's something that needs to be looked at. I think yeah, I think he does. And I'm not just saying that because of Tyler, because there's a lot of players that, that go out there and they you know now if you've signed with a team and you, you get a contract with a team, that's a different story. Yeah. But if you got players that, that you know, try out for the NFL and maybe they you know, and again I'm saying I my gut say Tyler's gonna get a shot and when he does he's gonna make the most of it. Well just he's the the bottom line used to be you hire an agent, you're you're done, right? But now right. these guys have NIL agents in college. That's exactly right. Yeah. And you talk about, you know, those those guys, there's no rules in place that says, okay, Morgan's NIL agency, I've hired John Smith to be one of my clients, and I represent him. But now I'm going, you know, I can go to a school and say, what have you got? Because I'm not a coach. Right. You know, he's now a representative for John Smith, just like the kid out of Pittsburgh, you know, who's being, you know, shopped around and, you know, offered, from what I hear, could be a uh, possibly, you know, eight figures, what is it, ten, $10 million to play? That's a lot of money. <laughs> that's, that's, a... that's, that's big first-round money Yeah, to still play in college. So what's the difference in him and, you know, a Tyler Sneed. More questions than answers when it comes to all this mess uh, right now. And bug me this week because I've heard multiple stories about it. Yeah. You know, kids don't get drafted. They got free agents that should give those guys an opportunity if they still have eligibility to go back to their school and play. Yeah. Uh, that uh, Maybe we see a change in that in the future. Uh, Jaquan McMillan, speaking of money, uh, gets some pretty good guaranteed money from Denver. And he had made a pre-draft visit out there to the Broncos. So clearly they wanted him. They didn't draft him. Nobody drafted him, but he's quickly scooped up, Morgan. So uh, he's going to get an opportunity. Sounds like they like him a lot. Uh, DJ Ford also going to get a chance with the New York Jets. And as far as East Carolina, that's all I know. Do you know anything else? Uh, right now, that's what I. That's all I've heard. But again, you're going to start seeing some of these other names come up, especially once the rookie camps open up and some injuries and then again you've still got the usfl which is in their first year you've got the canadian football league which will kick off a little bit later and then you've also got the uh uh xfl and usfl so and i saw the xfl which is returning next year but they're doing some type of camps uh, i think this summer to start to get a pool of players so yeah there are some a lot of other opportunities out there there really are and that just you know gives the i'm gonna say tyler's of the world a really good opportunity to go out there and showcase themselves and see what they can do. Just like I think that uh, one player that, that stands out early on in the USFL to me, and I know he's an East Carolina guy, is Gary McGinn. I thought he, uh, you know, he's had a really good season so far and, uh, you know, leaned out a lot, gotten bigger, gotten stronger, but uh, that's just one of those deals that, uh, you know, hopefully maybe he can get some uh, NFL looks for the, for next season. Yeah, I mean, he's auditioning right now for an NFL job a few months from now. I mean, he could be playing a lot of football this year, Morgan, but that's what he wants. He's trying to get that tape out now. So <clears throat> after this season or even during the season, I, I don't know, I guess an NFL team could scoop him up. But after they're done playing this summer, uh, he could go, you know, join a training camp and keep on playing uh, for an NFL team. 
Yeah, and I, I promise you that's what these NFL teams are doing, especially with the USFL and their their relationship with them. They're really looking at those players hard in the standouts in that league. It wouldn't shock me to see the top 10% in that league be, be playing in the fall somewhere. Yeah, it's a nice little uh, head start for those guys and uh, a great way to, to get their name out there, some tape out there. Uh, for sure. Morgan Ayler's joining us here on a Friday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Morgan, uh, what do you got planned for the weekend? i got a busy weekend. Uh, I have a wedding tonight in Williamston at the Ag Center there, and then I've got another wedding tomorrow night in Robertsonville. And then, of course, uh, you got Mother's Day coming up, so uh, things happening there. Yeah. You know, busy weekend. Yeah, it's a busy week. It's going to be a busy next three or four weekends, actually, all the way through June, the way it looks now, which I'm blessed and thankful. So keep on keeping on, my brother. All right, man. We'll uh, spin those tunes and keep those brides happy. That's the fun part. <laughs> Morgan, thanks for joining us, man. We'll talk to you again next week. Thank you. You guys have a great night. Great weekend. Morgan is joining us today on Pirate Radio Live. We will talk uh, more NIL and everything going on with that with Mike Houston, along with a lot of pirate football, a spring ball uh, over and done with. We move into the summer portion. So a lot to talk about with Mike Houston coming up Monday right here in the 5 o'clock hour on Pirate Radio Live. All right, Shirley Rhodes, let's open up the Pirate Radio booty bag because we got some Margaritaville Tropical Punch to give away. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. All right, first time we're giving this away. So who's going to be our lucky first-time winner of the Margaritaville Tropical Punch? It's the paradise you can taste by simply opening a bottle of the all-new Margaritaville Tropical Punch. Flavors like Mango Peach Paradise, Strawberry Daiquiri, and Beach Breezy. We invite you to a place where the sun is always shining and the breeze is just right. Margaritaville Tropical Punch Vacation is just a sip away. Shirley, what caller are we looking for? I am looking for caller 12. Must be 21. Thank you for the fine print. Caller 12 is a winner. We're back with more after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Congratulations uh, to Sydney Tennell. was our big winner of our big pri- uh, prize package. It's a 12-pack of the Margaritaville Tropical Punch and Lunch for Two at Tiebreakers. And uh, you, Free Beer Friday is brought to you by Bud Light. Every day, especially game day, is better with an ice-cold Bud Light. Pick up some Bud Light today at your favorite retailer. Bud Light is proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989 and the official beer of the ECU Pirates. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here is your host, Clip Brock. All righty, welcome back to Pirate Radio Live here on a Friday. Talk a little golf before we get out of here with Mark Greenhill's Golf Shop Radio Show. But before we do that, we need to talk to Brian North and talk about uh, the sports weekend because a big one is on tap. And North joins us here on the Pirate Radio Live line. Brian, how you doing today, man? I am tired. I'm ready for the weekend. Let's get this thing started. Let's get it started. Uh, I got the Derby coming up on Saturday. And credit to Brian North and the folks at WCTI. You've been uh, 
all over this Barber Road story, and, and I'm excited about it. It gives me something to root for in Saturday's Kentucky Derby. And for folks that aren't familiar with the story, Barber Road, uh, a horse in the Derby named after a road in Lenore County, and one of the owners uh, went to North Lenore. And, Brian, I was looking at the the 14 post that Barber Road got for the Derby. Haven't had a winner there, I think, since the 60s, if I recall. And uh, also a, a gray horse uh, has not had a lot of success in the Derby as well, right? 2005 was the last time, uh, I think it was Giacomo won. Oh, okay. uh, last gray horse there. So, And the 14 stall, yeah, 1961. So add those th- two things together, they're due, it sounds like. So why not Barber Road? And really, this isn't just a fly flash-in-the-pan horse. He is built for distance. And if he can get out of the gate clean and avoid the, the big scrum early, I think he's going to have a chance because he's a strong finisher. 30-1 to one, uh, around there. I saw uh, mm-hmm. even higher odds than that. So, uh, yeah, if you're uh, if you're in legal sports betting states, uh, throw a little bit down on Barber Road and see what happens. And, and I think I, you're going to see some of those bets. I think it's going to bring it down a little bit just based on how he's run now. Is, does he have enough? I don't know with Epicenter and some of these others in there, but I'm a believer, and maybe I'm too close to the story at this point, but I'm a believer. They actually think he could do better in the Belmont, which is the mile-and-a-half race mm. uh, coming up, uh, you know, uh, the third leg of the Triple Crown. So um, we'll see. With 20 horses in a race, you never know. It can just get all sorts of crazy, and, and the favorites can get caught in the, the mix as well. But they really like his starting position. They wanted him anywhere between 5 and 15. That seems to be kind of the sweet spot when you're on the Kentucky Derby. You don't want to be on the post because you'll get squeezed. So we'll have to see what track conditions will be like in the weather. That's the two things we're not quite sure of uh, going into tomorrow. Brian North joining us on the Pirate Radio Live Line. Got the Kentucky Derby coming up Saturday. Tonight, more red redneck hockey north, uh, but this time up in Boston. The Hurricanes have dominated games one and two of that series against the Bruins. Now they take their act on the road, and I, uh, I've jumped back on the postseason bandwagon. Been a lot of fun to follow, Brian. And, man, they've been awesome, and they've been physical uh, through two games. Uh, so Rod Brindamore has said all year, this team can play with whoever and whatever the style that you want. You want to play physical? Bring it. We'll come physical with you. And how about Rod Brindamore's shots fired when asked if he thought the Bruins were targeting his goalies who have been a little banged up? He said it's obvious. So uh, that has certainly riled up the, the Boston Bruins fan base as well. So things could get even chippier tonight in Beantown where uh, we know Bostonians and Massachusetts people, who I can't say what their nickname is on the air, uh, they will certainly uh, uh, be in a fevered pitch tonight uh, in Boston on their home turf. And the Hurricanes right now, North, uh, up 2 nothing. I think that them and then the Colorado-Nashville series, the only 2-0 series going on in the Stanley Cup playoffs, which is known for its parity. Everything else is tied up 1-1. to So, you know, I, I don't expect the Canes to – to sweep Boston. Uh, if you look at the numbers from this year, Hurricanes versus Bruins, they're incredible. It's like twenty six yeah. to four or something like that. Now the the uh, the point differential between these two teams. So they have owned the Bruins this year. The Bruins are going to yeah. win a game or two here at some point, I think. But in the long run, uh, the Canes are looking great uh, to make a long run in this uh, tournament. Five goal, yeah, five goals in the first two games, and and this hasn't even been close. I mean, a lot of focus has been on the Hurricanes' goalies and how thin they are. 
but they've had depth with, with different guys, but it's been the offense that's been great. When you're clipping at uh, five goals a game, it's it's hard to lose those games, even when you're on your third-string goalie. So uh, they have looked really good, and I don't see why they wouldn't continue it. Um, you know, they're 5-0 and against Boston so far, and yet home ice advantage is going to give them a little bit of a, of a bump, but I don't know if it's five-goal bump. So uh, they've got to find a way to stop the Hurricanes offense, which has been pretty hot. Awesome atmospheres in Raleigh. We'll see what it looks like tonight. Uh, when the series goes to Boston, you got NBA playoffs going on as well. Bam Adebayo and his Miami Heat up 2 nothing on the Joel Embiidless Philadelphia 76ers. Uh, we'll see if he gives it a go tonight, but the Heat are actually a slight road favorite uh, on the road there tonight in uh, Philly. And also Phoenix is, that's about a pick em with Dallas tonight. Phoenix up two games to nothing. Reggie Bullock and the Mavericks at home tonight. So a couple of uh, local interest in playoff games tonight. Yeah, the Heat defense travels, and I, I think that's what's got them so much better than Philadelphia. And they get Philly down any bit. The fans will turn on them, <laughs> and whether MB plays or not. But but uh, Miami, their defense travels, and their offense has been pretty good as well. So with with Bam really running the show, you know that point forward position, and they ask him to do so much, and he continues to elevate his game. And so I don't even if they lose a game in Philly, this isn't going to be much of a series. Dallas interests me a little bit more with Reggie and company returning home. Uh, they've been playing well. Uh, they've been smoking two games in Phoenix. Phoenix showing their so they can't tonight. Then the series is over. But uh, Dallas has prided itself on its defense being a little bit better, and Phoenix has taken it to them for two straight games. NBA playoffs going on, Stanley Cup playoffs going on, Derby, and we'll also be keeping an eye on Pirate Baseball away from home this weekend at Memphis. Uh, another series you go into, Brian, you, you say you, you got to win it, or, boy, a sweep would be nice as well. East Carolina coming off a sweep against Cincinnati, playing good baseball, and they uh, they got to keep that momentum going this weekend. Yeah, you would hope so. I, how's Memphis doing this year? I haven't even looked at their record to see how good they are. They are, yeah, one of the uh, – they're near the bottom, so – yeah, all right. Well, kind of typical. Memphis. And now you're coming off exams as well, right? So you didn't play a midweek game, but you had guys' exams. Sometimes you get that um, desk rust, you know, from sitting there studying and trying to cram. So then you have to get on a plane ride, one of your longest plane rides of the year. And so always interesting to see how they do against them. Always a good Friday starter for the other team. But, yeah, they win tonight. You shake off a little bit of that rust. And I've said all year, watch out for this team at the end of the year. If they can figure out a way to get hitting, and it seems that they're starting to get that going with the, with the temperatures going up, look out for ECU. But if they can come up with a sweep this weekend, that gives them a real bunch of momentum here uh, going into when it's baseball only this time of year. No yeah. classes to worry about. Pirates at the top of the conference right now, 11-4 and four in the American. Memphis is 21-21 and 21 overall. And they're a yeah. game out of the basement. Uh, South Florida yeah. and Wichita State four and eleven. Memphis five and ten uh, this year in AAC standings. Brian North joining us today here on Pirate Radio Live. North, uh, what other things you got going on this weekend? Um, you know, uh, just some personal stuff going on. I am keeping an eye on the race in Darlington. Anytime the NASCAR guys are <clears> close <throat> to East North Carolina, that's always fun. And William signing a new three-year extension uh, for Hendrick Racing, the twenty-four car. So uh, the track too tough to take. Washington always is interesting, so I'll keep an eye on that this weekend. But, yeah, just mostly kind of moving into summertime mode here, you know, of uh, just trying to get geared up and get everything done, the honeydew list before football season starts. There you go. North, uh, speaking of tracks uh, close to home, how about North Wilkesboro? And, and it was announced last month that they will 
have some races going on. Um, asphalt races coming up in August, it looks like. So later this year, they're going to have some races. And then do you think we'll ever see a cup race back at North Wilkesboro? Is that in the plans, or is it more for other kinds of racing? Now, you look at what the schedule makers have been doing, and they've really started shaking things up. And I, I think what you're going to start seeing is some of these tracks maybe get in rotations, not on a yearly basis, but maybe every couple of years. I think the, the root of NASCAR, the heart of NASCAR, has always dictated they get back there if the track could handle it and if they could make money there. And so with other places, Chicagoland, I think, is getting shut down. There's a couple other tracks that, you know, that westward expansion has, has not worked out so well. So they're starting to kind of come back to those southeast routes a little bit more in North Wilkesboro, right in the heart of it. Rockingham has been lobbying to get them back for many years. So, yeah, I, I think it's, it's probably more than just a one and done. I, I think, uh, depending on the response, look, they've tried to get rid of Darlington for many years, but they just can't do it because of the fan response there and the hmm. history there. And I think they're figuring some of these things out. The bigger wasn't always better and going places. Look, they still want to go to California and Las Vegas, but some of these other places may not be where they need to be every year, but kind of make those special appearances that get the fan base fired up every few years. And I think that's probably a little bit better financially and works out for them more financially. Good deal. A little fan service this weekend, too, right? Don't they go with the uh, throwback cars when they go to Darlington? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they do. And, and I can't remember if it's this race or the, or the uh, Southern 500. But, but no, they they sometimes they get it right. I mean, and not always, but sometimes <laughs> they get it right. And, and with Darlington, again, when they tried to get away with it, they were down to one race a year. They took it off their most popular weekend of Labor Day weekend, and yet the fans still showed up. And then they figured out, yeah, we can't kill it. Let's embrace it. And so embrace your history as well. And that's why the throwback cars are really cool. North, appreciate your time today. Always enjoy talking sports with you. Have a fantastic weekend, and uh, we'll talk to you again next week. You got? Did you get your Barber Road hat yet, or are you holding off until it wins? <clears throat> yeah, I need to win first. But uh, that was a sweet-looking lid. You showed me that one. And that is, a, is that available for purchase, I guess? Yeah, I believe it's online. It takes a little bit to find it, but there's some uh, horse racing uh, sites you can go to. But it's just, I got the gray hat. It just has the, the road sign on it. It's a cool look. Yeah, just a, a road sign. is uh, That's that's neat. I like that. Yeah, and it's, the, it's a picture of the actual road sign that sits uh, right next to where uh, Tammy Simon grew up. So I just love the history of it. Uh, the horse has never been there, but they said if uh, he went the derby, they might bring him to like LaGrange for the 4th of July parade. Or something. Oh, wow. That would be awesome. Yeah. That would be hilarious. Good yeah. stuff. All right, North. Thanks, man. All right. Sounds good, Clippy. Brian North joining us on a Friday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Well, uh, we still got a little bit of golf to talk about with Mark Greenhelge. Also, coming up at 6 tonight, a Pirate Radio podcast. We got a new one tonight as Ellerby goes one-on-one with Greenville native, coach, author, Derek Clark, about his journey uh in his life and a lot of interesting topics to hit in fact shirley let's uh let's hear a clip of that right now and you can uh, expect more coming up at six o'clock on the pirate radio podcast with jonathan ellerby and Derek clark uh you, you decided to write a book because uh it's called my journey through my transitions to my transformation for my testimony uh and we'll dive into your book about what it's about uh but uh, w- why did you decide to uh write a book uh i, I was in prison uh I think I was at my, I think I was at the third prison in West Virginia when I started writing. I actually wrote my mother uh, a letter and it was like a 20 page letter. It took on its own shape, it took on its own form and I started, I, I, I was writing her some things that she really didn't know about me. You know what I mean? And then once I, uh, you know, 
uh, once I typed it up and I read it for myself, I said, man, this has the, uh, the, the, the makings of a book. <clears throat> and so I, uh, I decided to start writing that book right then. I started writing the manuscript right there in prison. Uh, and, 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 and then it, it, it became therapeutic for me because it gave me an opportunity to, to figure out how in the world did I get in that particular situation where I would make that, that the decision to sell drugs right in my community and then ultimately land, uh, land in prison. So uh, I did, I started that book in prison. Uh, but the funny thing is the manuscript that I wrote in prison, I didn't even use uh, when I came home from prison. I finished it once I got out of prison in, in 2000 and maybe 2017, 18, I, I finished the book. Uh, but it was when I came home from prison, I started, you know, going through the community, going through, the, uh, you know, the community and, 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 and where I was raised at. And I wrote the first chapter uh, on the side of the projects in which I lived when I was a, a young guy. And so, uh, you know, I just wrote it and I just wanted to find the answer of how did I get in that position? When did I make that decision? And, it, and again, it became therapeutic and I realized that that book would help someone as well. That is coming up tonight on the uh, Pirate Radio podcast, 6 o'clock Ellerby one-on-one with Derek Green. Check it out right here on Pirate Radio, or you can download it whenever you'd like. Uh, it is available for you to download as well. We'll take a timeout, come back. Mark Greenheld's Golf Shop Radio Show joins us on the other side as we get closer to uh, finally seeing Harold back and playing again. It'll be in the PGA Championship. We'll let you know what's going on in the world of golf when we return after these words. Listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Hey, did you miss a show on Pirate Radio this week? Well, you can listen to all of Pirate Radio's archived local programming by subscribing to us on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, or Spotify. Subscribe today by going to the podcast app on your iPhone or Apple device and search for Pirate Radio Audio Archives. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here is your host, Cliff Brock. All right, we've got a few minutes left here on Pirate Radio Live. Let's spend 10 or so on that. Uh, talking about what's going on in the world of golf with Mark Greenhouse, Golf Shop Radio Show, joins us here on Pirate Radio Live. Greeny, how you doing on this Friday? Well, I'm doing great considering that uh, if it was Wells Fargo Championship week, it'd probably be raining here in Charlotte instead of raining up D.C. for those guys. <laughs> so that's the case right now. Jason Day uh, on top of the leaderboard at 10 under par right now. But uh, what are you looking out for this weekend at the Wells Fargo Championship? Well, of course, Jason Day's leading. He hasn't won a golf tournament since uh, the Wells Fargo Championship back in 2018. Wow. And he's missed his last three cuts on tour. And why wouldn't he have a three-shot lead right now, right? So what I would be looking for is can Jason Day sustain it for two more rounds? I mean, lately things have told you that not so much. It'll be interesting to see if anybody can kind of make a move on him. Although uh, those guys played late yesterday, early this morning, so they have definite advantage because the guys this afternoon have been playing in a lot of rain and sloppy conditions. 
Mark Greenhouse Golf Shop Radio Show joining us. So uh, a couple of stories this week. Lee Westwood requested uh, a release to play in the Saudi-backed uh, golf event in London. And then you had Sergio Garcia, I guess informally, saying, I can't wait to leave this tour. Uh, I don't know if that was an informal request to get out of the PGA Tour. But uh, what would you make of Sergio on the course yesterday? Well, you know, I've said all along, over the years, I've tried hard to like Sergio, but that explains why it's so hard to like Sergio. In the poor me syndrome, there's always something going against him. Something's always not going his way. And, yeah, I mean, you know, the the, the, the official made a mistake, and the PGA Tour owned up to the mistake after the round. I mean, when you're looking for your golf ball, you, you kind of need to be in the area of looking for your golf ball before the three-minute clock starts. Well, he was trying to traverse his way across the the hazard area to get over to where his golf ball was. Well, the official started the clock before he got anywhere near where the ball was supposedly so he could start looking for it. And he was, you know, right, rightly so, a little upset about it. But to say, you know, I basically come out and make it sound like that uh, he was gone and going to the, to the, to the live tour, where apparently their rules are going to be different. You don't have to worry about a lost ball or timings or, or the rules of golf. So... Uh, whatever, I, I, you know, Lee Westwood, Sergio Garcia, uh, you know, I think that we've heard the comment before that people have talked about this is going to be like a mid-senior tour, you know, so I'm assuming there's going to be like a Luke Donald that's in there, Robert Garrigus is in there, um, they're still talking to apparently the top six amateurs in the world have been offered a spot in there, how they're going to get around paying the money and collegiate and all that good stuff, I have no idea, so it's still quite a, uh, a sideshow that's happening for uh, Greg Norman in this group. Talking to Mark Greenhelge, Golf Shop Radio Show, coming your way to 10 a.m. right here at Pirate Radio on Saturday. You've got Wells Fargo Championship going on now. It'll be the AT&T Byron Nelson next weekend. And then the PGA Championship gets underway in Tulsa, Oklahoma, coming up May the 19th. So uh, one more event before the next major, Greeny. What are these, uh, what's the next week's field going to look like, in your opinion? Well, actually, PJ Tour Communications literally about three minutes ago put out a communication saying that uh, seven of the top 15 in the world are playing next week, including number one, Scotty Scheffler. So a pretty good field. So that kind of has that discussion that I think you and I had last week about what do you do leading up to it. Yeah. So it looks like half, half the guys in the top 15 are going to try and play their way into the PJ Championship, and the other half aren't. Uh, still no Phil Mickelson sighting, so if Phil does show up to play and defend his PGA championship, but will be without have been playing for a long, long time, other than the video that we saw of him hitting bombs on the uh, practice range. So uh, who knows what's going to happen from that standpoint. And, of course, we still think that Tiger Woods is going to be in the field as well uh, for the PGA championship. Interesting. At what point do do we do we will we know something about that, Greeny? Will that be like a few days leading up to it? Do you think you'll know the week before? Uh, well, the way things have been going lately, you'll probably have somebody monitoring Tiger's plane to see if it files a flight plan to yeah, Oklahoma again. So that'll be the first thing that we see from that standpoint. As far as Phil goes, uh, we probably won't know until uh, Monday if he shows up. Um, you would think that uh, he opens himself up for a press conference um, because now we have a whole second set of uh, things around Phil Mickelson with the the excerpt that uh, has been that Alan Shipnuck has put out around Phil's alleged gambling and potential of forty million dollars in gambling losses over about a ten uh, ten year period. So, not only will he have to answer to uh, you know his comments relative to the live 
group in the Saudi Arabia and the PGA Tour, but now he may have some gambling issues to discuss. So I really don't anticipate seeing him play in the PGA Championship for a number of reasons. Hey, maybe he hits a derby bet this weekend and he won't need to play. <laughs> He'll win all that money back. Well, well, it was quite interesting because when Alan Shipnuck broke it down, I mean, it was almost like that, uh, you know, he was making about $40 million. So he was pretty much breaking even between gambling <laughs> losses and income. So Man. kind of an interesting conversation that he had with Phil around that. Uh, Greeny, one more story I saw I wanted to get your take on. Uh, the son of Gary Player, Wayne Player, banned from Augusta National, and it all came about when there was a, um, I guess, a, a photo op with uh, Lee Elder, and Player held up the encore uh, golf balls and uh, he even said himself that it was not premeditated and admitted that it was tacky uh, but I guess he did an article because this has not like been a press release from Augusta National or anything where Gary Play- uh, where Wayne Player says yeah uh, they uh, have banned me from the premises what did you think of that story and, and my next question is how many people do you think are banned from Augusta National how long is that list do you think um, it's probably not a tremendously long list. I mean, I do know if you, you know, if you use your cell phone there, they'll kick you out and they won't let you come back. So if you're caught with a cell phone, there may be a list of people that have tried to smuggle in the cell phone and, uh, no longer have privileges of stepping on the ground. So, but yeah, it was kind of well known that, uh, that, uh, Gary's son, Wayne had been, uh, had had an issue with that and tried to, you know, get the new golf ball out there. By the way, it's a really good golf ball. They're a sponsor of the golf shop radio show. So a company out of Buffalo, New York. And the good news for them is obviously any media coverage is good media coverage. And, uh, they're going to have their golf ball on for the next matches. They're, uh, they have Josh Allen on staff with them too. So uh-huh. they have a Bill's Mafia, Bill's Mafia golf ball. So, uh, Encore making some good strides. A couple guys on the Corn Ferry Tour, I believe, play the golf ball. So, um, again, good news is, uh, you know, all, all media coverage is good news for them. They've got a second generation of a couple of their golf balls. One just came out, one's coming out soon. So it never hurts to have your name inside of the media. But, yeah, for Wayne, it was probably uh, expected that Augusta was going to do that. And, uh, you know, you, you kind of don't take advantage of certain situations, and that's one of the ones that you certainly don't take advantage of from a marketing perspective. Mark Green, Elge Golf Shop Radio Show. Greeny, uh, judging by your rooting interest, uh, are you upset that the Canes are up 2 nothing in the series against the Bruins? I'm not upset that the Canes are up 2 nothing. They certainly deserve it. I'm upset that the Bruins have kind of outplayed Carolina in the first two games in about the first 10 or 12 minutes of the first period and can't seem to find the back of the net. So uh, that's going to be have to be something that changes. The other thing that I don't like going into Game 3 is uh, Coach Bruce Cassidy has decided that basically he's going to change up every single forward line, and I'm not a fan of that. I mean, if you want to make one change, that's fine, but to swap up all four lines when they've been playing really well for most of the season, I have an issue with that. So we'll see how that plays out for the Bruins tonight. I think, uh, you know, with Carolina going down to their third goaltender after the collision with Pasternak and Rottenauer the other night, it's going to be interesting to see, uh, you know, how he handled his first start, and if the Bruins come out flying in those first ten or twelve minutes, again, can they actually get a puck by somebody? <laughs> Greeny, uh, what you got coming up Saturday's edition of the Golf Shop Radio Show? Well, we're going to talk to Golf.com's Luke Kerr Denine, so we'll probably touch a bunch of different storylines with him. We'll check in down at Myrtle Beach with Bart Romano, 
And then we'll check in on the AT&T Byron Nelson with their tournament director, John Drago. So lots of golf talk. And then uh, we'll throw some of the other sports in there as well, whether it's hockey, uh, NBA playoffs, and uh, MLB season. Uh, through the month of April, we'll see uh, where kind of we think some of the teams are. So uh, we'll go forward with that. LA teams and New York teams doing well so far. That they are. Mark Greenhouse, Golf Shop Radio Show. Joining us, check it out, 8 a.m. Saturday right here on Pirate Radio. Greeny, always enjoy it. We'll talk to you next Friday. Thanks, Cliff. Have a good one. You too. Thank you. There is Mark Greenhouse joining us. Check out the Golf Shop Radio Show Saturday morning right here on Pirate Radio. We'll take our final time out. Come back. Get ready to wrap it up on a Friday. Back with you after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Take a look at your stock market report. The Dow closed out the week down 98 points at 32,899. The NASDAQ dropped 173 points at 12,144 and the S&P was down 23 at 4,123. That's your Wells Fargo Advisors financial report for a personal look into investing. Call Wells Fargo Advisors today at 756-6900 in Greenville. Wells Fargo Advisors LLC member SIPC. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Cliff Brock. All righty, coming up tonight on the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by Dubba. Dubba. We've got some hockey action. The Hurricanes in Boston for game three of that series. It is uh, Carolina two to nothing in that series. Bruins are a home favorite tonight. Also, Tampa Bay, a favorite at home against the Maple Leafs. The Blues are home favorite against the Wild and the Kings our road dogs against the or home dogs against the Oilers. Those series all tied at one game apiece. Tonight in the NBA playoffs, Miami at Philly. Uh, Miami a road favorite. Dallas a narrow home favorite tonight against the Suns. Heat and Suns lead those series two games to none. And then finally, coming up Saturday, we get to see Celtics, Bucks, Grizzlies, Warriors again. Uh, both of those home teams favored the Bucks and Celtics. Uh, Bucks are favored in that one. Grizzlies are underdogs at Golden State. Both of those series tied at one game apiece. That's what's going on in the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by DeBug. DeBug. ECU baseball about to get underway on the road at Memphis. Remember, the only game you can check out on your TV or computer screen is Saturday's game. That is the only game on ESPN+. Plus. So, be a lot of people upset about that this weekend. But uh, hopefully the Pirates can win two or three this weekend. Let's make it three, and we'll have fun Monday when we talk to the guys inside the Players' Lounge, presented by Delcor, right here Monday on Pirate Radio Live. Mike Houston will join us also coming up Monday on PRL. For Chandler Honeycutt, CJ Schaefer, Shirley Rhodes, I am Cliff Brock. Stay tuned. you got the Pirate Radio podcast coming up. LRB one-on-one with Derek Green. That's on the way if you're listening to our live Friday edition. Derek Clark. Clark, I apologize. I was thinking of Daryl Green, (laughs) former Redskins great. Uh, That's coming up next on Pirate Radio. We will talk to you Monday at 3 on Pirate Radio Live. So long, everybody.
Thanks for listening to Pirate Radio Live, an exclusive presentation of the voice of the Pirate Nation.